bros chilling in the hot tub five feet apart cause they're not gay two bros two bros five feet apart cause they're two bros two bros a show where we explore the blurry line between homie and homo. Um, I'm Sky, my pronouns are he, she. I'm Devin, my pronouns are he, him, and it's Wednesday, my dudes. Uh, Uh, I'm Emery, my pronouns are they, she, he. By the way, we watch Wednesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday, my dudes. Yeah, it's... But Wednesday. It sure is Tuesday, but we're, we're talking mm-hmm. about Wednesday. We unfortunately did not do the bit of recording the actual episode on Wednesday. I mean, we could have all just said we did, and uh, they would have never been any of the wiser. But The okay, fucking, the are. guilt of the lie would have weighed on me for the entire episode. I, 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 I would live in fear of having my secret revealed that some fucking you know, enterprising young detective would, you know, actually go and look at the date recorded stamp on 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 our podcast episode. You Which think I could the government th- that would that would be what causes the government to finally shut us down. That's yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay, because now we can be honest and we can say we uh, had the club going up on a Tuesday. Hey. <laughs> but the club is the Raven <laughs> R A B E apostrophe N. God. Yeah. dance. Mm. Mm, yep. Um, the fucking. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to like formulate this thought in my head, but like the fucking, the fucking way that they just like sort of take goth imagery and and just and just and just. Uh, you, you, it would be, it would be lame as shit if your school had a goth-themed dance because your c- school is not cool enough to like, fucking bring you goth aesthetics. It would be cringe as fuck, and it is. It is in this show. Well, you see, no. The thing is, they every the got the school holded the goth-themed dance, but it was <laughs> themed as uh, white. Everyone was white. Yeah. Um, what the except fuck? Wednesday, who was black. Yeah, um, who throws a party called the Raven and then makes it a white party? I don't, um, that's throwing me off a little bit here. But yeah, literally everyone is wearing, like, I understand, like, how, like, costuming works and all that. But, like, maybe don't have everyone in, like, a shade of, like, white that is, like, off pink or off blue or, like, off something and then have Wednesday come in in all black. It's just, it's maybe just a tiny bit on the nose is all I'm saying. God. It literally looks like she walked into a, like, a, like a genuine white party, which I don't think, ex- I, well, I want to say I don't think they exist anymore. Mm. I'm sure they do. Mm. I don't live in like California, so I think mm. that's where they happen. Um, incredibly funny also that yeah, you would ever host a school dance party in which uh, teen kids have to show up and drink what is supposedly probably punch uh, at a teen dance party in white outfits just don't do it I simply wouldn't show up in an all white dress or suit I would be like no or do you think I'm dumb hey does does this mean when you know those fucking teenagers with the red paint did the hate crime on the it was anti-white violence i mean this mm, 
I'll have to talk about this uh, show stance on anti-white violence, but I don't boy, think I oh boy. <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> the politics on this one. It's going to be really mm-hmm. funny. We're going to get into it. Yeah, I But the answer is yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, this is certainly one of those shows that I knew would make me angry, but it was certainly, um, uh, I don't know. The first watch is sort of like aesthetically like, oh, I like, uh, what's going on? And then like, yeah, I don't know. It was a lot uh, to get through a second time around. I was oh, like, boy. it's eight episodes. We'll just watch them all. Yeah, we'll we'll bang it out real quick. The and episode... then I was like, hmm. Each episode is an hour is the fucking thing. I don't know why they made this goddamn show a uh, hour-long drama. Well, there because there's a lot of teen drama to get into the meantime. Mm. You have to know will Wednesday date uh one white one ancient white boy or the other ancient white boy? Yeah, which 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 unremarkable white dude is is she going to get with? I just have to fucking know. I have to fucking know which ancient white boy she is going. She needs to be with. Will she date the brunette boy who is an artist and whose father is famous? Or will she date the brunette white boy whose father is a cop and the sheriff of the town? And is also kind of a tortured artist. And he works in a coffee shop. And he works in the coffee shop. And oh no, it's 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 so interesting because one of them is a murderer. Oh, which one could it be? Oh no, the oh, drama. God. One of them's probably the monster. Oh, could it be the boy that they conveniently have going Wednesday? Where are you going? Every single time she's about to go somewhere and then the monster shows up. Speaking of the prom, I think we should just jump in with this scene. I think we're just going to go on vibes this episode because I just want to talk about how she somehow asked two boys that she did not want to go to the dance with to this dance Mm -hmm. and then also told Eugene to meet her in the woods. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes when a bunch of like ancient white boys are all over you for some reason, you just you just say yes to get the conversation to end quicker. You just go, yeah, sure. I truly don't understand why she actually went to the dance like i'm sure there was this a would plot never have happened if it. jennifer from jennifer's body was here yeah oh my yeah um, things stole her address which um is very funny in the concept of like yeah he's like a hand yeah. five finger discount but also i'm like well wait a minute though it's not like he has a sleeve to nope. put anything up nope it's it's that easy it's that easy thing does with thing once he took it off the mannequin with one hand. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, took her measurements. <laughs> well, it was like, you know. Yeah. It was the antique dress sitting in the window. Of course, it would be perfectly sized for her in this for a teenage magical girl. fantasy teenage town. <laughs> for a teenage girl. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you just buy it in a medium. It'll probably fit. <laughs> yeah. Um, All sixteen-year-old girls are shaped the same way. I don't know. If I want to. I know we were saying we're going to go off this episode of Vice, but for the sake of the mystery, um, I'm going to run through it as quickly as I can. Okay. Mm. I do have a summary of the first four episodes. I oh, thank God. Uh, apologize because I was making um, uh, bread bowls for dinner, and so I got a little distracted because I had the last two episodes to finish today, and I was like, God damn it, I don't want to watch any more of this. Yeah. Um, 
Not a lot <laughs> happens in the last two episodes anyway. Not, I feel like we're... Like, plot happens, but also I don't give a shit yeah. about any of it. Mm-hmm. I did watch them and I took notes on them, but then I didn't get to my summary. Um, but anyway, I did get through the first four. Let's see where that starts. Um, so this show starts Wednesday, um, six piranhas on her, uh, brother's, like, bullies. Um, that's how the show starts. They, she just, like, drops them in a pool, uh, and they bite his dick off, I think, or maybe one testicle. Yeah. That was it. Just, just a nut, you know. Just one nut. Just one singular nut. That's what piranhas are known for going for. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Um... So you know you, uh, you know how they say you know when they they can skeletonize a cow in the minute you know where they're starting Yeah yeah they're starting with <laughs> one nut for the balls <laughs> straight for those cow nuts mm-hmm. as fast as they can Um so funny haha the piranha got is got got his funny funny balls funny dick and balls yeah yes funny dick and balls um very minor injury uh wednesday has to go to outcast school um nevermore because you know edgar Allan poe was such a such an outcast for um writing some poems um um she gets there she gets assigned um um the one wonderful thing about this show, Gwendolyn Christie is there, uh, Principal Weems. And so she introduces Wednesday to the school and to her new roommate, Enid, who is um, like, wow, she's the opposite of Wednesday. She's like a curly, like bubblegum, like, you know, person. And so she takes Wednesday through the school and the um, four- She's also a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she no, I was going to say she takes them through the four classifications of people at this school, not like assigned or anything or like, you know, their like hangouts, just, you know, the four people. The four races there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. also there are more races there. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um you you shouldn't ask people how they identify. Mm. You re- Boy, boy, boy. And vampires. You shouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> we're already starting off great. Um, so anyways, these four groups are furs, fangs, scales, and stoners. Do you get it? Ha, 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 um, ha. I really wish the stoners had just been people who smoked. <laughs> yeah, I really fucking wish. I, I really wish that would have just been Jughead jokes. <laughs> like, no, like, that's the... You're not getting a joke. They're just, they smoke. No, that would have been the ultimate joke if it's just, yeah, you know, the freaks. Uh, yeah. Vampires, uh, werewolves, and also people who smoke weed. Uh-huh. Yeah, those are the, <laughs> the fourth freak is stoners. You're yeah. So right. What's what's more like classic fantasy than smoking a big dupe? We know Gandalf did it. I Literally. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Missed fucking opportunities in this show already. <laughs> Um, by the way, it never gets any clearer whether or not the, like, locals actually know there's werewolves at the school or not. Impossible. Like, it's impossible to tell. Um, anyways, Enid is a werewolf. She hasn't, uh, quote-unquote wolfed out yet. We'll get to that. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. I'm gonna have a million words to say about it. I'm, (laughs) I'm gonna have a whole TED talk. I'm gonna fucking. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. So so all we know for now is that she has, like, retractable, like, acrylics, 
basically. Mm -hmm. They're pretty sick, honestly. Her ASMR channel would be fucking incredible. Literally. Um, So, there's also the fangs that are vampires. Haha, Yoko Ono's here. Um, Mm. (laughs) The scales, which are sirens. Um, And the stoners, which are um, gorgons. Gorgons, yeah. Just, um, just some Medusae. We really only ever see the one kid, and that's Ajax, Enid's boyfriend. Yeah, funny who, how she's like, yeah, all of them are at the school. And I'm just like, we see the one. Yeah, yeah. we see one We Gorgon. don't see a lot of people with them goofy hats either. I know. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so while Wednesday is here, she also has to go to court-mandated therapy. So she has a session with Dr. Kinbot. Uh, it doesn't really matter except she's that Kinbot's tall like not, not yeah. the greatest therapist um, could yeah. go on yeah Kinbot is a fucking terrible therapist like Wednesday walks into the room like I had a confrontational relationship with my last therapist and then she's like cool so I'll trick you to talking into talking about your feelings that's exactly right um, important notes for uh, this therapist is that she is tall and blonde and that'll be very relevant for the mystery of this show yeah Mm-hmm. Sort of. Yeah, you know, it was a red herring kind of mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, we meet the two similar uh, brunette boys. One is Xavier. Um, and he's like a tortured, tortured artist. Yeah, tortured artist. Dad is famous for something. I don't remember. He's like telekinetic or something. Yeah, inventing ketchup. Psychic, maybe? Maybe that's where Xavier, Xavier gets his visions from. Yeah, inventing ketchup. Yeah, it was uh, his father invented the toaster strudel. Yep. Um, and then um, we got the other brunette boy who is the local coffee coffee shop boy. And yes, his father's the cop. And every single scene with the two of them, um, they talk. And then Tyler says, do you miss mom? And he goes, I don't have time for this. And he drives away or walks into the house or otherwise leaves the room. Yeah, it's funny because normally the cop starts the conversations too. He's like, yo, are you being a disappointment? And <laughs> He's like, like, what are you talking about in therapy? Oh, I'm talking about mom. Uh, I'm getting out of here. Gotta fucking get out of here. Like multiple conversations. Shit. Gotta bounce have, before I gotta have a leave feeling. before I talk yeah. about my son. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways, she wants to Wednesday wants to escape, so she sneaks out the window of her therapy session, meets um the the coffee shop boy, and is like, "Hey, you've got to get me out of here." Um, and then she has like a fight with Enid because Enid likes music, and Wednesday likes typewriters, and um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, I don't know, she tries to leave the school during this festival and then ends up in the woods um, because uh, Rowan, um, the Rowan doesn't matter after this episode, but he was wanting to talk to Wednesday or something. No, he gives her a picture. Yeah, he gives her a picture that um, said, wow, you're going to end the school, so I'm going to kill you real quick. And then the funniest monster I have ever seen comes out of nowhere <laughs> and just eviscerates Rowan. This fucking turns him into Swiss cheese. <laughs> yeah. Th- what if what if Gollum lifted? Yeah, what if Gollum skipped left leg day what if Gollum but lifted got swole? Like, so much? I forgot to get a screenshot because mm-hmm. um I forgot. Um but there yeah. there's a part in this um where the monster attacks and uh this is probably the only shot where they give us a full body view of him from behind. 
but it's hilarious because this monster has the like flattest and also longest butt cheeks you've ever seen in your entire life. And I saw them once <laughs> and I was obsessed because they look so fucking stupid. Good on them for modeling this horrible creature's flat, long butt cheeks. Um, but it's so funny. <laughs> Gains incredible power and hunting skills, but loses his ass cheeks. Mm -hmm. So sad. So sad. So sad. So anyway, it's so crazy. Who could that be? Um, Uh, Who could it be? Not the one potentially interesting option, which I'll get to later. Um, I would... Yeah, for the sake of the mystery, the whole thing is that, like, oh, damn, who could it be? Um, When Wednesday goes into the room, Torture Artist Boy appears briefly on screen, vaguely, for, like, a split second... And before she goes into the room, she very clearly says, Hey, uh, coffee shop boy, I'm going to go follow that boy into the woods. Um, Stay here. And he goes, yeah, sure. And then she just leaves and doesn't look to see if he actually stayed there. I just, I need to point that out. Mm -hmm. Because the show really wants you to believe that they've thoroughly tricked you into believing as torture artist boy. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, the the episode where Wednesday does her, it's episode seven where Wednesday does her, like, I'm going to chase people down and give them my reveals. I was like, okay. Wrong every time is also. I know that this, like, I'm probably not necessarily, like, the target audience for this, but I cannot believe you really expect me to, like, be at, remotely on Wednesday's side being like, ha, um, Dr. Kinbot, you must be, uh torture you must have xavier captive by your like hypnosis like mm, are you is that is that the conclusion you came to episode seven is so funny because it's not even like she gets one thing wrong and then helps click things in the place she gets literally everything entirely wrong for the entire episode and the next episode she's like yeah you know with my genius detective mind you almost had me but and just goes around (laughs) accusing people yeah just goes around and being like so it is you motherfucker and they're like what are you talking about this bitch needs to watch, like, one episode of Columbo, because she just, like, jumps straight to the accusations, yeah, she does, like, with, like, z- zero hard evidence. Like, she doesn't, like, fucking lead, you know, the suspects into any traps. She doesn't, like, you know... She she just is like, okay, here's my theory. Are you gonna confess now? This, um... Will you do this it? This is, uh... <laughs> Please, it's my birthday. This is, um, a bad, um... Uh, Adam's Family show um, because it wants to have the goth mm-hmm. aesthetic with nothing that made the Adam's Family delightful um, but it is a great um, gritty 1960s detective show if it's a show about a detective being completely wrong 100% of the time <laughs> because Wednesday is as unlikable and yeah. as miserable as like a gritty 1960s detective but also just wrong like all the time Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she doesn't talk to anyone or interact with anyone and therefore doesn't get a motive. Uh-huh. Like, she fucking <laughs> sucks. Really just like no like she never she's not <laughs> I don't understand why she has friends. The thing at the about end of like most detectives is like... that they're able to solve cases because they're good at reading people. She is awful at reading people and therefore every time something comes up she's like, "Yeah, I think I know." And then it's just wrong. Yeah, she's like, I've got it. I've solved the case. And I'm like, Wednesday, did you... I don't think you connected the dots. I don't think you connected shit, actually. Um, God. Sorry, I blew us off track. No, that's okay. It's 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 gonna be like that. It's This is another 
um, you know, it's, it's, it's not, uh, not dissimilar to BBC Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a better constructed mystery. I will say that. A, a, it is a constructed mystery. Yeah. No one becomes a boy and turns into a dog in someone's mind. I. <laughs> That's true. Tyler doesn't go, wait, no one my needs- childhood cat was my mom? <laughs> No one's stealing a funny bit from Princess Bride and then making it the crux of the entire mystery and also doing it wrong. I can't get into it again. Um, okay. Okay. Episode two. Um, Rowan, remember him? Uh, well, he's no. still alive. That's crazy. Cause... He's at the school and he's doing a gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, please excuse me real quick, Sheriff and Wednesday. I will leave the room. And then in comes Rowan. Isn't that crazy? Um, and then uh, they see him getting kicked out of the school. And so everybody's like, wow, Wednesday, you must be just absolutely losing it because um, he's super alive. He's super alive and super expelled. So we'll never see him again. Yeah. Um, except for Xavier when she goes to do, she has to do an elective because she's not participating enough in her goth school. Um, so she has to try out all the electives. She meets Bianca again, who's like, I don't know, a little mean to her, I guess. Um, and sings a note that only dogs can hear for her choir audition. Um, they didn't do a bit where Enid was like, oh, why were you singing just now? Yeah, what the heck? I thought that's what the bit was going to be with Enid being like, what the fuck was that? Because they cut to other characters reacting. Because they have like Weems kind of like look around and it's like, oh, something's up with her. But she's not a werewolf. And there are werewolves in this school. Yeah, they didn't have Enid just like perk up for a second. The thing is, none of the dialogue in this show means anything. (laughs) That's very true. Much like BBC Sherlock, none of the dialogue. None of it like um, connects. None of it like ever feels relevant to like the scene at hand. Like because it's the, all just Wednesday being shitty to people. Yeah, the, the it's all just Wednesday being like, watch me one up you for no reason. The fucking thought I had in my head for like the entire time was like this dialogue was not written for the show. It was written for the eventual Tumblr gift sets. No, that's exactly what I say about this. It's, ex- it's exactly what I say about Stephen Moffat's show running of Doctor Who. And it's exactly what I say about BBC Sherlock. So that's the trifecta we have now. No, um, this is the new super hula. <laughs> <laughs> Get Supernatural out of there. Put Wednesday in. That's right. <laughs> super, no. Wed um, hula. <laughs> yeah, wed hula. Wed hula. Wed, wed, yeah, yep. anyway. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's doing these electives, um, testing them out. She talks to Xavier, uh, who is like, wow, um, it's uh, funny that he's at a school for the gifted. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. Um, so he's like, wow, you're, um, uh, I don't even know what he's just like flirting and says some yeah for some fucking reason um his whole thing is that he's like do you remember me Wednesday and she's like no not even a fucking little and he's just like well there's one time I was at a funeral for my cousin or something and I got put in the casket that was going into the incinerator somehow and uh I was freaking out in there and Wednesday's like oh yeah I thought it was your aunt being so excited to die and he's like, well, you hit the big red button. That didn't burn me alive, so thanks. Anyways, you want to go out? And she's like, no. 
Yeah, yeah, so that's a cute story. Yeah, I did um, omit the part where Wednesday almost gets hit by a gargoyle the first episode. That was Rowan, by the way. Xavier saves him from that, so that's, like, that's their connection. Um, uh, so sh- if, uh, if, if it ever feels that- like we're, like, omitting key details of the plot, it's because we don't really give a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rowan's, Rowan's after her because there was a... Um, a prophecy about her burning down the school. His mom was like psychic and she was like this girl who looks sickly <laughs> is gonna burn down a school with this pilgrim man. Yeah, this weird there. goth girl is gonna burn down the I'm school. I'm gonna assume it's the goth this- girl and not the weird fucking pilgrim man with the big staff in the picture. Yeah, it's definitely the pilgrim girl. Or the, the weird goth girl and not the, the pilgrim. <laughs> the pilgrim with the wizard staff. Uh-huh. Um, Definitely, like, not the guy who famously persecuted us for fucking his entire (laughs) life. It's not Colonizer Gandalf. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah. That's what he is. I forgot that Xavier's useful information was that Rowan was, did not come back to the room that morning, but his room was packed, and he's uh, slammed him against the wall, which Wednesday finds out in a vision. Um, she's he has been having powers, visions, by the way. Also, yeah. Oh, he does too. But she has psychic powers, and she used them to figure out that uh, Rowan slammed him up against the wall with his telekinesis. Um. Anyways, God. Um. Yeah, a lot happens, but yeah, also nothing. Yeah. Um. They have so funny hand from Adam's family. We all know him. We all love him. Thing shows up, and so. Um, he tails Rowan to the train station, which is where we find out, wow, it, he wasn't, it was, uh, Gwendolyn Christie the whole time. She's a shapeshifter. Um, they're doing a competition this episode, so we do get some cute, like, Enid Wednesday moments while they're competing, I guess. Um, so that, that's there. Um, and that's it for episode two. Episode three doesn't really matter. It's the Poe Society. We find out lots about, um... Uh, Goody Adams, which is um, Wednesday's ancestor. Who... Wait, is this the flashback episode where he throws her into the crypt? Yes. Into the burning barn? Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um... All time line in here. Um, we lived peacefully with the natives until you showed up. Yeah. Goody Adams, a famous, uh, very pale looking woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to put that into the world for yeah, a bit. Yeah, so I... I, I t- <laughs> There's a lot going on with this. Um, so yeah, a lot of ideology happening. Yeah, Goody Goody Adams was some was a peaceful uh, pilgrim, peaceful colonizer who just is came. she a pilgrim? I don't know. I don't know what she is. She's here and she's in this like town and she's like, okay, I'm living here, but peacefully. Um, and then okay, I made this as a joke because I didn't know <laughs> if I wanted to get into this. I have to get into this. So they use the term. Um, outcasts kind of interchangeably for anyone who is quote-unquote weird and also literal monsters so i want to know if this little girl was like we were living here peaceably i.e we as uh colonizers who got here earlier were living peacefully or was it we who are literal monsters were living peacefully with the native peoples of this land yeah, is she just, like, psychic, and that's how she, like... Is she, like, a literal monster? 
God, I... I is feel she like a monster the, in the way that I, Wednesday is a monster and her mother because Morticia also has psychic visions. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I it's, just, I... It's, 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 I, I, I feel like there might have been like a, I don't know why I remember this. I could be completely wrong. I feel like, um... There was, like, a one-off line about, like, Goody being from Mexico? I legit do not remember. I don't know why I had that impression. Is she, like, Mexico as in, like, an indigenous, like, person from Mexico? Very uncertain. Or is she, like, I was Spanish who got into Mexico and then we moved, like, upstairs? I yeah, I'm, I'm unclear know. on the concept of her as a native person to Mexico would say, like... Or is she, like, I am a, a literal, like, monster from Mexico. And I'm living peacefully with the natives of this place. Is that what she's saying? Is she not a native? I, why, I, don't, I don't know why she would make that distinction if she was, is my... Sorry, this just is, like, a larger conversation into this show's, like, weird insert, like, marginalized group here thesis. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, but boy, trying boy. to use, like, literal monsters as, like, the go-to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it gets... You know, like, it, I it think just... we are... You know, I think, you know, maybe we should just let it drop. We, we, we really shouldn't be asking what she identifies as, you know? You're so right. You're you're so right. Unless she identifies as a hide, in which case they are all violent and mistrustful and you have to kill them instantly. <laughs> which is great for the thesis of this show. God. That some people are just little monsters and you do have to exterminate them immediately. But not werewolves. You can put werewolves in cages, but not hides. Yeah, put those werewolves in cages. <laughs> but if they are a hide, you just have to commit them or kill them. Yep. Mm. That's that's exactly right. I'm starting to see an issue when you try to make like an oppression narrative um, with literal monsters in it. Hmm. That's so funny. It's crazy how that happens. How it keeps happening in media. I'm starting. I'm. I'm getting a little. I'm, Getting a little something. Exacerbated by the fact that there's maybe two black actors, three black. A- Sorry, there's four. There's two children and two adults. Yeah, there's four black actors. Two, uh, one is uh, the cop mayor and the other is the cop mayor's son. Um, and the other is the queen bee head bitch of the school. Um, yeah, the other is like a cult leader uh, seductress who uses her siren song to like... Yeah. No, she has to fight the allegations that she uses her siren song until she does sometimes use her siren song to manipulate No, I'm people. pretty sure she is using it because no, like she, she says she's it's she's literally up. a cult leader who, who yeah. fucking Great. preys on, on humans. Yep. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, her mom who is a cult leader. Mm, yeah. No, her mom is. Yes. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. the other adult in the show and then Bianca, her daughter who is has I mean... to fight the cult leader allegations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> mm. uh-huh. mm. <laughs> yeah, so um diversity win. Um <laughs> Not a single native person's in this mm-hmm. show as far as I can tell also. No. By the way. No, but but uh, they were living peacefully. But the Adams family, at least, was very peaceful with the natives' family. Mm, yes, all the people burning in that place were the people who were like, "Natives are cool. <laughs> we like them." That's that's what being an outcast means. <laughs> it's being an ally. <laughs> they will be getting Hogwarts le- legacy, though. 
<laughs> yeah, they will be. You know. They will be. They will be streaming it. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm gonna pirate it, but you know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not giving her any money, but I still want to play the anti-Semitic game. <laughs> I'm so sorry though. With a trans character named Sir Woman. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> We're in rare form. Media <laughs> is. What's bringing that out of me? It's like <laughs> trying so hard to cash in on the Harry Potter aesthetic that it's getting me riled up on both accounts here. Like mm. Media <laughs> in 2023 like really is on one, huh? Yeah. I'm enjoying this. We're in rare form. I think this is good for us. This is healthy. Yeah, so is that everything God. we have to say about episode three? Yeah, I just had to bring that up. No, nothing other than, oh, wait, there is another thing I have to bring up in episode three. I am so sorry. Is y'all. it America's first gender neutral restroom? No, it's um the fun thing that happens in episode three where uh, Enid is working at the taxidermy shop and a uh, homeless vagrant uh, wanders in, uh, steals a camera because homeless vagrants are all thieves. And then, uh, repeatedly in the show, they mentioned that the old burned barn in the woods is like, yeah, dad has to clear out that place of all the filthy homeless people who keep staying there all the time. Really gross out there. Uh, all and of then, those, and by which we mean one guy, because yeah, one guy. a tiny town and we all know him. Yeah. And then, uh, he goes to, us. Uh, Wednesday goes and he's like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing at my spot?" And she has thing uh, violently attack him. Oh yeah. And then uh, after she leaves, uh, big old uh, monster man uh, shows up and just violently dismembers him, which is fun. Yeah. I just so- had to mention like the one homeless guy just gets violently murdered. Yeah, so and no to, one ever brings it up. Bye to that guy. Yeah, he's he's. I don't even think like the hikers are mentioned. Like the pe- random like outsiders who have died. Yeah. I don't think this guy ever gets like. No one found him. No one like. No, I think they did because all. I think they find his camera later or something. Or do oh, they? Oh, that's right. They find the camera and they're just kind of going over the crime scene and they're like, oh, we're going to have to say it's that darn bear again. And then they look <laughs> at the pictures and they're like, what the fuck is that Gollum? They're like, damn. Why that thing have such long butt cheeks? <laughs> Andy Circus, yeah. I didn't know you were in this show. I would love if Andy Circus was in this show. Maybe <laughs> I'd get some enjoyment out of it. I mean, that's fair. Andy Circus is too busy on the set of Andor. That's fair. No, Andy Circus would bring me joy. Gwendolyn Christie does bring me joy. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's not quite an equivalent exchange. If they were both here, it would be like even better. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyways, we're at episode four. Um, we've arrived at, uh, the Raven. Um, <laughs> Wednesday do a funny dance. Yeah. Wednesday do a funny goth autism dance, which is <laughs> delightful. Yeah. In the choreographer and the actress's defense, this is kind of cute. I think the way it's shot is insane. And I wish that, I mean, I understand the point is she's a loner, but it's, God, so awkward. Everyone is standing around her just sort of like bopping and Enid's like, woohoo, go Yeah, it's everyone be, the show is trying to make it be like, oh, damn, no one quite dances like her. And I'm just like, I don't think anyone would want to. They... Yeah. Tim Burton really yep. just wants this fucking character to be like a depressed pixie dream girl and yeah. really really shooting her like that in this scene like whoa so quirky but it's just like no she's just kind of doing a doing like an awkward little dance and you know good for her but you're making it cooler than it is This is where I have to And that um, makes it worse uh, say a sin yeah, um, here, uh-huh. say a millennial go ahead, sin. Go um, ahead, go ahead. 
I never had a Tim Burton phase when I was younger. I never. I didn't give a shit about Sweeney Todd. I um. Nightmare I like, Before Christmas. I like. I like Nightmare Which Before Christmas. Which was directed by somebody else. He gets a yeah, lot of credit but for also it, but. it's mm-hmm. stop motion, and I will probably show up for anything that's stop motion animated. Mm-hmm. I simply think it's delightful to watch. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So whenever uh this this had such a Tim Burton flair, I was watching this like. Wow, I can handle this when it's like an hour and a half movie, and I'm like, cool, I have 30 minutes left. Uh, but when it is an hour uh, episode for a eight-episode show, I get exhausted real fucking quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get real real fucking sick and tired of, I'm depressed, I'm such a loner, I'm weird, no one gets me. And I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, girl, if you tone down your dance, like, a little bit, someone might actually be dancing with you. Like, you can still have your quirky moves and still, like, dance with somebody since somebody asked you onto the dance floor you know i think the mistake of the show was taking um one of the adams family members away from the adams family yeah they like keep having them back in and it's cute and like i think here's here's my take on the show is that and then it is wednesday very shows well... like any joy when the rest of her family members are back in the picture yeah. and then they leave and then i'm back to being miserable it's Does like very well wednesday... cast and i do think the actors like understand the characters perhaps more than the writing does because I think a lot of it's very cute in that way but yeah like anytime like I don't know I I think Wednesday's not supposed to fight with her parents so much I think that that's like a core essence to the Adams family and I understand stories thrive on like conflict but like it I don't know not this much I don't know does Wednesday have a character arc in this show? I know there are, like, some things, like, when she gaslights all her friends and all of her friends are like, wow, we don't appreciate being gaslit. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna give ourselves some distance from you right now. Yeah, we're gonna take some me time. Yeah, she gets sad about that, whereas before she was like, I love... I love it when everyone hates me and doesn't talk to me. So, like, that's, like, that's one thing. And then, like, she... Her arc in the show is hugging Enid. I mean, I'm not even... God, that really is it. Yeah. It's that she's not a hugger. She's not a hugger. She doesn't like being touched. And then in the end, she runs toward Enid and hugs her after she comes out of the woods. Yeah. And is all bloody. That's her arc. Like, I can't think of any other. I mean, she grows a little bit from episode one to episode, like, six with her parents. The character arc is Mm -hmm. everyone has to realize that Wednesday may be, like, a huge asshole to everybody, but damn, is she good at what she does. Except she's not. Sort of. Which is, once again, the hard-boiled, gritty detective thing coming in where everyone's like, yeah, they really suck ass, but God, there's no one better for the case, even though she was literally wrong for 75% of it. Yeah, like, th- that. that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, she sort of, like, ostensibly has a character arc. She does have, like, these emotional moments, but her behavior doesn't change, like, at all, except for that one hug again. Yeah, she not just only keeps doing her, her same thing and being bad at detectiving and, and getting everyone hurt in the process. The episode seven, like, thing that she does, like, that, like, sets everything in motion, um, is that she's torturing Tyler. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, she does just jump straight into torturing a man. Yeah, she's torturing him, and all the kids <clears throat> that came and like intimidated him into these chains and knocked him out were like, "Damn, I didn't sign up for this." And then they tell Principal Weems, and all of that happens. She gets expelled. They're kicking her out, and then Bianca's like, "Hey, we didn't mean for you to get kicked out. Like, sorry." We didn't mean for you to get kicked out when we all watched you visibly torture a man. Yeah, when we went straight to the principal after we watched you torture somebody, I didn't think you were going to get kicked out. That's a little harsh. Also, um, and that episode, uh, fucking, um, I think it's, uh, Wednesday who was like, wow, you fucking, uh, called the cops on me. And Bianca's like, I'm not telling any. No, wait, it's the first episode where Rowan gets turned into hamburger meat. And she's like, wow, Bianca, you fucking called the cops and she's like no i told the principal and i'm like hey why didn't you call the cops and b more people should probably tell the police when a little girl is like i'm going to torture somebody or someone got turned into hamburger meat the cops are normies though oh yeah they're normies we can't go to the normies and yes that is what they call them we can't fucking go to the normies down to uh thornhill who we haven't even mentioned yet uh is the only normie teacher at the school because she does plants and she, but like carnivorous plants. So she's too, she's a bisexuality, bisexuality metaphor. She's like too, too, uh, normie for the outsiders and too outsider for the normies. So yeah, that's, so she's a teacher here and a dorm mom and surprise. She's, she, she, she's the killer. I'm, um, I'm withering. Um, we're talking. um yeah, so anyways, Wednesday, uh, somehow in this, I, I'm just going through the prom real quick, because again, it doesn't really matter. The Carrie scene's kind of cool, because I'm a sucker for Carrie, but um, she ends up, like, she asks Xavier, because she goes to his, like, scary art place, uh, where he draws the monster, and she, because she doesn't want him to know that she went in, is like, oh, I wanted to ask you to the dance. And then in town, she talks to Tyler and at some point also asks him to the dance for some reason. And then goes, um, she uh, her elective is that she's a beekeeper now. So she goes and talks to Eugene, the little beekeeper boy, and is like, hey, instead of going to this dance, we should go uh, do a stakeout. Uh, and then Thing steals this like cool antique goth dress somehow from the, the mannequin. Um, I think they just gave it to him because he's very nice. Because he was so polite. I could believe he's it. He's a very nice boy. Yeah. Um. So he steals it for her and she puts it on and then Tyler shows up and is like, hey, let's go. And then she's like, oh, shit, Eugene, um, don't go to the, the cave where we were going to stake out. Don't do it. We're Definitely not gonna... don't visit the monster lair on your own. This could result Don't go to the monster lair on you. your own. You are so small and fragile, Mr. B-boy. You are so small and so nice. Please don't don't go to the monster lair. Bye. Yeah, and so surprise, surprise. While um, Enid is goth autism dancing all over the place, uh, Eugene gets attacked uh, and uh, ends the episode on life support. That's pretty much that. Um, now I'm gonna have to go back to my long notes for episode five. It's okay if, um, if, we, if we spend a long time on episode five. I have a lot to say. Yeah. Episode five is going to have oh, to be a long one. Oh, it's the family episode. I was trying to remember what it was, but it's the conversion camp yes, episode. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, we werewolf conversion weekend. therapy. Let's go. Let's fucking go to werewolf conversion camp. 
Yeah, so we've arrived at Parents' Weekend. The Adams family shows back up to see Wednesday, and we find out that uh, Mr. Mr. Adams is a uh, is the wanted murderer. He's, he's accused for murder, which we learned earlier in the show because um, uh, fucking Wednesday met the cop, and he was just like, "You and Adams," and she was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Your fucking dad belongs in prison. I hate him so fucking much." And she's like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. It's kind of out of nowhere, but whatever. Yeah, so um, Morticia and Weems have like a little standoff because surprise, surprise, Weems wanted to marry Gomez Adams and um, Morticia and Weems should honestly hate fuck about it is the vibe I got from this conversation. Um, And then it is suggested that they have a family therapy episode. Um, Are we actually there yet? Yeah, no, that's about right. The cops hate Gomez Adams. Um, Cop dad runs away. Um... Yeah, Morticia. Cop dad so, Gomez Adams. Yeah, they go to this family therapy, and um, uh, <clears throat> she the the therapist asks like one or two questions, and Morticia is like, "Actually, I hate this, I, and I hate all of you. How dare you ask me about murders that my husband is accused of?" And storms out. Um, let's see. Oh, Bianca's mom is here, the cult mom, and he she uh, dead names Bianca. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cute. Yeah, there's a lot of great things happening all around. Yeah. Um, uh, they go to the they. Morticia hides in like a, or I'm sorry, Wednesday hides in like a drawer at an autopsy, like you know, thing for information. That's all dramatic. She tampers um, with evidence for fun. Uh, yeah, Morticia does this really hot thing where she walks up to this kid's grave and uh, t- with one single rose and then rips the head off of it and throws the, like, thorn on there and then, like, throws the petals in the wind. Again, I think the actors are actually doing cool things with this when they get to, like, it was, like, a nice moment. Um, and then um, pretty much the rest, this is where we get to um, um, Enid's mother being like, hey, have you... Uh, you know, wolfed out yet. And, yeah, because you know, like, I'm not sure if we said it. Enid's thing is that she's a werewolf, comes from a family of werewolves, but, like, she's never, like, fully transformed. And, like, this is established in episode one where it's, like, oh, you know, it's a thing that's, you know, you're supposed to get it at puberty. And, you know, you, I, parents took me for a, to a doctor for it, but, you know, it just hasn't happened yet. And I'm like, wow, this is... This is just straight up an asexuality narrative, huh? Yeah, and like to the to the like degree of Enid being like, yeah, I could like die alone, like no one will ever, yeah, I'll be exactly, wolf, no one would ever want me. But instead of being like, like it, it has that like extra layer of being like, yeah, I could die alone. And uh, Wednesday's like, no, that'd be like so cool. Like, yeah, you know? I would love, yeah, to like die the, alone. the the fucking dynamic here is like virgin, alloromantic, asexual being like, oh no, uh, I, I, what if I'm lonely? And Chad Arrowace being like. Yeah, sounds good. That's right. That's ex- that was exactly their early conversation there. Um again, like <clears throat> like Enid like very ace coded in like this metaphorical werewolf way, like Wednesday like very arrow ace coded in just like despising the idea of romance. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, she see, like, this could have been a cute airways metaphor if they were, you know, just like yeah. a more, it, like, Wednesday's nope, the more settled. Like, she's like, yeah, no, I genuinely don't want those things. Except, like, nope, except, except, like, the show creators would just, like, never touch an actual queer narrative with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, because to make this queer coded, you would, I mean, to make it ace coded, you would have to also queer code it because then the implication would also appear to be that Wednesday and Enid is the only like, quote unquote, shippable thing. Yeah. If you don't bring out Wednesday's two identical brunette boys and Enid's boy, who is also kind of a brunette, except that he has snake hair. Yeah. Um, and like the, 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 the fucking, my, my sort of take on this is like, it's very, he- very, very heavy on the ace coding. There's no way that, like, the, the, the show's creators knew about this. Like, we've talked mm-hmm. about, you know, stuff where the creators just, like, stumble ass backwards into into a gay narrative. Like, this one is stumbling ass backwards into the ace narrative. Like... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, by complete I think, accident. I think by... the reason it reads as so ace is because they are, like, desperately trying to, like, not make it about sexuality and they fail because <laughs> like yeah the thing about it it's like it's trying so hard to be like what would the ultimate goth look like and it would be oh the ultimate goth is someone who is like if you bring up love or romance at all it's like i don't no i really don't want that mm-hmm. at all no i'm good no i'm good and at that point you're just dealing with someone who is arrow ace yeah yeah it's just straight up just being like yeah no i think i think wednesday is like no nah, i'm good like, I'm really good, but it turns out she's just never had a boy who took her on a crypt date before. Yeah, no one's ever taken her on a crypt no, picnic before. No, no goth boyfriend who has ever been like, yeah, you want to fucking wander through a graveyard to her before. <laughs> That's simply something you would never get. I'm sorry, we forgot to mention her old high school is called the um, the Nancy Reagan High School. I miss that. <laughs> oh, Why you missed that? Why wouldn't Morticia Adams send her to Nancy yeah, Reagan High School? The high school was Nancy Reagan High School, and there was a bust of Nancy Reagan throat goat uh, in the middle of the school. <laughs> Maybe that's why Morticia was like, "Listen, no matter what they tell you about Nancy Reagan, she, she was may have the been awful goat of all time. She may have been awful, but she was the glizzy goat master out there." <laughs> <laughs> They're uh-huh. fucking sexualizing our kids by putting Nancy Reagan statues in schools. It's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> you know what that woman did? Listen. Anyways, um, I have to. I I'm, I feel like I didn't mention that. Um, their curriculum is mid, but if you want to learn to suck a dick, there's only one place you, to go. If you want to give the best vortex sloppy toppy, you you got. <laughs> In fairness, teen pregnancy rate is probably very low at Nancy Reagan High School because everyone is the gl- like glizzy gold champion. Everyone is giving the most vortex sloppy toppy <laughs> yeah, in the world. No one, even, like, no one needs anything else. They're just... It's incredible out there. <laughs> Unmatched. STDs, on the other hand. Mm. It's a little nasty there. A lot of cold sores. Yeah, yeah. They can't have sex ed, and they're just giving each other constant blowjobs. Just, they're all chapped, and ugh, yeah. it's disgusting. Gross. <laughs> Give me chapped <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna die. Anyways, um, 
there's like a big story in here about how Morticia was getting stalked and then uh, Gomez says I stabbed the kid because he was fighting me but it was actually Morticia and so I'm just gonna cut that short right there also the the kid was the son of the big racist uh, main family that basically owned the town yeah the Uh, the Gates family the Bill and Melinda Gates family yeah yeah Yeah, the Gates family. Yeah, the Bill and Melinda Gates family. Yeah. Uh, whose daughter mysteriously drowned overseas. Yeah, the dad hung himself. Sorry, the wife hung himself. The dad drunk himself into uh, a stupor and died. And uh, the daughter mysteriously just disappeared at sea. Probably drowned. We don't know. Yeah, Damn, she no, never found the body. I bet she's never coming back. I bet we would never mention how the whole family is mysteriously dead under weird circumstances and none of them would ever come back. Yeah, so that's what we find out in this episode. Um, yeah, this is like the actual conversation where um, um, Enid's mom like brings up a bunch of pamphlets and is like, "Hey, why don't you go to summer camp? Um, and we, we should you should look at these." And Enid's like, "Hey, uh, these are. <sighs> Do you want to send me?" To conversion therapy for werewolves, for werewolves is a hell of a sentence, and it's just in there, and there's so much to unpack, and I'm not sure where to begin. I'm, I'm ready. I'm so ready. So <laughs> I'm, go for it. I'm just fucking withering. Like, my fucking thesis about this entire show is that it is like doing an oppression narrative while also like just desperately trying to like cling to a veneer of, like, sanitized apoliticality. And Mm. so, (laughs) like, before the fucking pamphlets come out, the mom is like, oh, so, you know, have you, you know, and, you know, Enid is like, yeah, I have a boyfriend. We kissed and stuff. And then she's like, no, I do not give a shit about that. Did you did you wolf out? And it's like there. Did you they're... get a vortex sloppy toppy? <laughs> yeah, this is. <coughs> they are like actively like trying to distance this from a narrative about sexuality, while like also actively, explicitly like bringing out the language of conversion therapy, like. It's so. It's bananas. It's so buck it's wild. Like, it's, it's almost like not. It's political, but completely divorced from like reality i mean yeah Mm -hmm. but like also completely divorced of like the any actual people who like these issues would like represent and we've kind of talked about this before at well i don't know if we really got into it with the harry potter because that was just such a fucking you know we just had a lot to get through um but yeah it is this like oh we can't have actual like oppression in here so we have to like minimize you know like it's all cisgender heterosexual white people mostly there's again like maybe four black there's people there's bianca the yeah so there's who maybe dates four... the one black boy in the show whose storyline is my dad doesn't like me yeah and eugene has two moms um so that's yeah there. like, but, like yeah, and oh then i didn't can, even you notice can that just, one mm-hmm. you can just fucking tell with the two moms like they have, like, about a grand total of, like, 30 seconds of screen time just because, like, they want yeah. the fucking brownie points for it, you know? Oh. They're like, that's why Eugene's so, like, soft and sweet and his fuzzy, buzzy babies and his bees and stuff is he has two oh. moms. Welcome to Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it is very, like, Disney first lesbian in a TV show energy. The Disney's like, 31st lesbian. 
Yeah, ex- <laughs> yeah. You like thirty first first lesbian? Yeah. It's it's there exclusively so that it can be excluded from international releases. Like, <laughs> but to get the gays to shut the fuck up. Yeah, like it's it's very much like you know we're doing like lip service for the queers while we're over here telling our completely you know universal narrative about oppression that has nothing to do with the fucking faggots. <laughs> except that there's conversion therapy except that there's conversion therapy that is like fucking explicitly parallel to like what asexual people face for their goddamn oh, I'm yeah. so mad I'm so mad because like yeah it is yeah, no, like, once it's again like, oh, it's you're a late bloomer we're gonna send you to this camp but it's also like she's a and like I can tell that they're not like intentionally doing it doing an asexuality thing like specific well they did talk about like having her go to a doctor earlier but like for conversion (laughs) therapy for asexual people like you much more think of it in a medicalized context like i'm sure there's some like pray the gay away camps that will also like yeah we'll fix your asexual kid too but like yeah yeah i mean i think like generally speaking a lot of those operate under the assumption that uh, any, like, instance of, like, non-sexuality could lead to, like, you know? So that that's kind of where, like, it's still under the assumption that it's all, like, you know, the we further just gotta you unlock stray it. from heterosexuality, the worse yeah. it is. Like, um, we just gotta unlock it out of you. Yeah. yeah. Um, they just, they're, they're just, like, really trying really hard to avoid an asexual narrative, and they just, like, fucking tripped backwards into an asexual narrative, just, like... Uh, and I'm so mad about it. I just, I mean, for one, you shouldn't, ne- like, I, I, I just don't think that this is helpful. Like, this, like, telling of these stories completely divorced from, like, any of the actual people. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, just it, it, fantasy, I understand, like, culturally, like, it's sort of a way to talk about some, like, you know, clashing, like, societies kind of, like, stuff in a more divorced way. Like, I that kind of makes sense. But when you're literally going to have a character say, like, you're sending me to conversion therapy for werewolves, thereby, like, having her say in-universe, like, yeah, like, I know what conversion therapy is, mm-hmm. and you're sending me to the werewolf version. Like, yeah, there's actual, like, real, like, homo- like homophobia and all of, all of the correlations and all of that like in this world but in this school the only thing anyone cares about is whether or not you're a monster or not and by the way we're not sure whether the locals know whether we can turn into monsters or not so it's like it just they just think we're like the freaks which i don't know what that means also like fucking if they're not sure they're monsters then it's just like a school full of little white kids also, and I don't like, know why they're like, yeah, those fucking freaks, which that just points to, is this town just think this is a school full of, like, neurodivergent kids? Prob- that they're all like, fuck those kids so much? Probably. Also, like, mm. just kind of, like, jumping ahead a little bit, like, by the end of the series, like, Enid does do her, like, full werewolf transformation, so, like, you know, the, the, the narrative there isn't like, oh, you know, live your truth, you don't have to, like, you know, conform to everyone else's expectations, just, like, live in your own truth and be confident, confident in that. It's like, no, you'll, like, you'll, you'll, you'll want to fuck eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially because um, the first indication that we see that she is um, 
wolfing out is that she is uh, making out hot and heavy yeah, with her yeah, uh, yeah. stoner boyfriend. And then uh, her claws start going out, and she's like, oh, it's probably because we're getting so hot and heavy. And he's like, are you sure? The full moon's out tonight. And she's like, nah, it's good. <coughs> they they try so hard not to make it a thing about s- sexuality, but they definitely make it a thing about sexuality. Ugh. It does. I'm I'm not going to lie to you. The more we talk about it, the more it does feel like they know about asexuality and are absolutely 100% on the side of, yeah, but like, you know. God. Eventually you would, you'll want a good dicking. Yeah, you yeah, might be yeah. gay or whatever, like, you know, but at the you you, come on, you grow will, up. You will find what you like eventually. You know, you know? come on, grow up. You know, yeah. I think it's, you know, I, I think the the show I think we can have it both ways. I think like the show creators have that opinion, but also like weren't intentionally trying to put it into the show. Valid. I think they're can I, but I think they're both bigoted and incompetent. Can I can I talk about something Incredibly else here? Incredibly true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with this show, um, it's um, insert your build a marginalized group bear workshop style narrative here. Um, I just I, I I really have to once again point back to the show being how there are literal monsters at this school with um, vampires who we never get a mention if they drink blood or if the school has to go to like a donation center to pick up packets of blood every day for the vampires or whatever uh with werewolves where they do mention that there are literal lupin cages that they put the kids in every once a month so they can wolf out um and sirens and all that fun 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 there is just like a group of monsters who the narrative is just yeah they're too mentally unstable so you should probably just kill them outright Uh uh-huh and and i don't really like that in really any uh oppression narrative yeah like there, was, there was one <laughs> one person ever who tried to study these these creatures and see if they would be peaceful enough and they they died he fucking died because they ate him yeah. or whatever i i i i, I don't i don't really like it i don't so like fun. that tyler's literal whole story is that he learns he's a hide so he immediately gets mind controlled by the evil lady and then he's like but it turns out i love being a sicko i love killing uh-huh. and like he doesn't really have any agency other than turns out he kind of likes when he hurts people and that his story is like oh your mom had the bad blood so now you got bad blood too and that's why Cobb is always running away, because he's like, damn. He's like, my art. son might be bad blood evil, so I gotta keep him at an emotional distance. And that's why I got him that fucking shrink who I hate. To, do you have golem disease like your mother? Do you have flat ass disease like your mother? Like, I don't... Yeah. It's not, it's not good yeah. at all. That that's the way it's like, yeah, some people are just born with evil disease in them. It's yeah, it's real deranged. It's especially because you know there are going to be people out there who are like, this show is a perfect metaphor for insert marginalized group here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it's just immediately going to run up against two. Yeah, some people are born with evil in their blood, and they have to be put down like animals. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Sorry, I just had to get onto that rant. No, you're correct. Fuck mm-hmm. this show, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
he didn't have to step on all these rakes. <laughs> there are so many of them, and you just, you, ju- you just, you line them all up and then said, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Enid tells, tells her mom she's not going to conversion camp, and uh, father, after mother walks away, says the only words he's ever said this episode, which is, I'm proud of you, kiddo. Fuck this, dad. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eat shit. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe stick up to die. your daughter before the mom brings up the pamphlets of conversion therapy. Maybe be like, we're not giving that to our fucking daughter. Yeah. You, yeah. You monster. Maybe like have a word with your wife at any point in your life. Also, we get shots of Enid's many brothers and they're all doing a stereotypical weird dogs thing. They're just mm-hmm. doing and rowdy I'm, boy shit. Uh, yeah, and- <laughs> the werewolf family is pretty funny is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Enid doesn't do anything. These things, we never see any of the other werewolf kids, which I don't think we see any of them, which I can assume is because they're acting normal. I think so- they were roughhousing a little bit. <laughs> really? In like one of the first... Times that she, when she like I think when Enid walks them around like I think that like the fangs are just all kind of chilling and the furs are kind of like roughhousing a little bit. I like to think that it's um, not most of the I like, time. I like to think that it's uh, they just use it as an excuse to be uh, rowdy. No one really needs to act like this. They're all just like yeah, but who's gonna tell us no? Can't help being a Gemini. <laughs> sorry. Um. Sorry, I got dog brain. <sighs> yeah, so anyway. Oh yeah, sorry, the show. That all sucks. Um Um Wednesday figures out that Weems is a shapeshifter and Weems is like, Yeah, but I'm protecting you and Wednesday's like, uh I don't need your protection. I'm antisocial. Fuck that's off. right. Um somebody I'm weird. Somebody puts fire will rain on the lawn, um, so that's I'm, fun. I'm weird. I'm I'm not I'm plain, I'm boring. Do you ever Episode see me without is... this hat? Episode six is Wednesday's birthday. They do a little surprise party for her, and she hates it. Uh, She wants to just explore Crackstone because no one wants to. No one wants to do a party the way she wants to do a party, which is gaslighting her friends into going into a scary house and nearly dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I think she has she has like a vision while she's here, and then um, she does congratulate Enid on her uh, subterfuge. Uh, but you know, it's like, yeah, that's not really like, you know, wasn't, wasn't a fun idea. For, yeah. But for eat shit, Enid. Uh, this is the, and episode. also fuck off because, uh, Tyler shitty boy brings her to this fucking same ass crypt, not an episode later as a date idea. And she's like, wow, date. I think she, oh no, she brings them to the house later on. Yeah. No, they do come back here a lot, honestly. Yeah. Um, and she goes, wow, date. It was interrupted. But the clear detail is that she's like, wow, I've never uh, been date before that I like so much. Wow. So crazy. Eat shit. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, da, 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 da. The power of plain boy dick really Mm-hmm. burned her a hole in her brain yeah, I'm sorry this is also so the episode bad. Wednesday goes to see Xavier's art and he did a portrait of her playing the cello because she why? does that um, why um there's some stuff about I I get very confused in this episode because there's a lot of Bianca dating the mayor's son in this one because you know again two teen black actors um, Again, so they have like, to pair them off. so fucking mad. I Mayor's can't tell if these outsiders know that there's actual sirens in this school. Again, the, I can't the, tell. The, the, yeah, because the mayor's, he's like, oh, I. The mayor's son, sorry, who I will remind you, did do the anti-white hate crime. That's right. 
fucking cracking up here. <laughs> I'm breaking apart. Because I, the whole thing is that he did the anti-white hate crime against um, the weirdos, the, the outcasts, the, the crazy kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and he shows up and he's washing a window and he has a fucking bracelet on. And she's like, hey, take that shit off. And he's like, no, I got it from a self-help uh, app that's telling me to do good. And she's like, yeah, take the take that shit off. It's, mm-hmm. it's evil. And she never says, yeah, it's made by a fucking siren, which I am. So take that shit off because it's probably a siren doing that to you. But also, I don't know how, what does, what does the town think this school is? If it's if they're not like yeah they're literal mo- because the first episode what, the what? one hiker who got eviscerated who we don't really care about because he means nothing the, he gets dropped off in the woods and the lady's like I would be careful in those woods there are freaks out there at that school once again the fucking so problem if the guy says, like, no because the guy says I had a camp counselor who was a werewolf and I'm gonna fucking go rabid I don't know if that's a joke or not I don't know if he really like if he was joking and then she was like oh yeah werewolves are funny until they get you and he was like oh what okay once but again, like, I, the fucking... I can't tell. The problem, I'm gonna fucking go rabid. The problem with having, like, monsters as your, you know, as your social minority, like, you know, it's like, yeah, be yourself, let your freak flag fly. There is a race whose power is brainwashing. <laughs> there is a race who literally sustains themselves off the literal life force of other people that is vampires. I.e. the Yoko Ono joke uh, ruining the Beatles. That's um, right. Yoko Ono sucked the life out of the Beatles, and now she's here at Nevermore High forever. Now she decided to go to high school forever for some fucking reason in America. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you, can't, you can't use monsters. You have to be real careful using monsters as an oppression narrative. Um, because the thing about monsters is they do actually eat and kill people. Losing I my just, mind. I, I'm fucking. I'm cra- It's the fucking whatever. Uh, I I have to bring up when someone's like, uh, uh, what was the fucking Disney movie with animals as cops in it? Zootopia. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Zootopia. Yeah, when someone's like, Zootopia is a great metaphor for uh, the relationship between uh, people and police and all that. I'm just like, yeah, but there are people who are literal like predators in that movie. There are people who are just born with claws and fangs. I, 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 I just, you can't use these metaphors when the oppression narratives are normally like there is nothing that truly makes us different. Yeah, having a group. Except the physical differences and the fact that we literally sustain ourselves off of hunting you. Because the Zootopia thing specifically is like this. There's one group of people who has in the past enacted violence against another group and they are the To oppress- survive. Th- right. They are the oppressed group. And it's like, okay, wait a minute. But also, they're not the oppressed group because every time there's a prayer on screen, all the little prey animals are like, ah, shit, what if you eat me again? Yeah. So it all just... Yeah, I'm it's sorry, like the I'm getting... so mad with these narratives. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, I can't fucking stand them. <sighs> Anyways. Um, I'm cracking up. 
this breaking episode. apart over here. Um, yeah, um, the mayor gets hit by a car. Um, while Wednesday was in the back of his trunk. So she had to like kind of jump and roll out because she was out at the Gates Manor. It doesn't matter, but um, he did, he he will die. Um, it, does, it doesn't fucking matter. His son's not that torn up about it either. Yeah, what the fuck? Um, uh, Wednesday tricks Tyler and Enid into getting out of the place and going to the Gates Manor and sneaking around. Um, and Xavier also showed up for some reason. Um, Xavier showed up because, uh, she wasn't at her room because Xavier was trying to break in to do some romance on her. And, um... Thing was there, though, and he probably just fucking asked Thing where she was. Right. No, I know, but I, yeah. He, but this goes into the mystery of her being like, how'd you know I was here? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they're at the, they're at the manor, um, Wednesday and, um, Enid get, like, trapped in the dumbwaiter and then there's some shenanigans and then, what the monster's here and Tyler's nowhere to be seen. We have to run away. Oh, wait, I have to go back for Tyler. Uh... Wow, um, Tyler's here with a big cut, and also Xavier's here for some reason. No way to tell who the monster is. It's impossible. Um, I love a constructed mystery. And yeah, now um, they go... So Wednesday has a fight with Weems about it. Enid is having big panic attacks, and then when they get back to the room, Enid's like really mad and packs up and goes to uh, Yoko. And Wednesday's like, wow, for the first time in my life, being alone doesn't feel that good. Um, and then somebody goes and unplugs the mayor, so he's dead now. Um, <laughs> and then episode seven, <laughs> um, Mayor Walker's dead, Uncle Fester shows up. Um, I like Uncle Fester. Yeah. They, I like a contract killer that enjoys his job. They, they brought in a fun Uncle Fester, so that, that was good. I like um, that he enjoys, uh, being, like, a contract killer, someone who breaks into banks. Not really clear on what his crimes are, but he loves doing them. Uh, well, his crimes in this town were robbing a bank and then stealing a scooter outside that had, like, a big Dalmatian pattern on it. God, and he rules. giving that to Wednesday, and then Wednesday drove it somewhere to get caught with Tyler or whatever. God, he rules. Yeah, so He's that was pretty fun. funny. I like a guy who's who sucks. Uh-huh. Um, Enid shows up at the room, and uh, Enid and Wednesday sort of list each other's faults for a while um, with, with some tension. Yeah, with some lesbian tension. And then this is where Wednesday goes and accuses uh, Xavier and is like, um, I, you were there all the times the monster appeared and you haven't killed me because you like me. And he goes, fuck you, Wednesday. You're a little rude. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you've been shitty to me this whole time. I don't think I like you, actually. <laughs> I don't, you're right. I don't know why I like you. He's like, yeah, wow. And then she goes to his hut because he's been doing things like uh, getting therapy uh, on the D.O., yeah, therapy on the DL, which is which evil. is disgusting, and um, you have to not do that. This is the episode where we this actually- this show hates therapy. I also want to bring really that does. up. It really does. Oh, for the sure. The show despises therapy. It also loves it. It's like wow, therapists are really cool. They trick you into talking about yourself, even when it's really like you you don't want to. But then it also hates therapy. It's like too much therapy, and you'll no, not good. It will unlock the hidden evil creature within you. That's if right. You get therapy. Also, only and- freaks get therapy. Yeah. If you t- if you get therapy and like don't tell other people about it, that must mean you have something to hide. That's right. 
Speaking of Hyde, um, this is the episode where we get all the Hyde lore. And yeah, they're looking in books and being like, wow, there's this monster and it will become subservient to whoever unlocks it, uh, which is crazy. And um, <clears throat> they end up, they when they talk to Weems about it, that's when we get like the, oh, like, there's been one guy ever who like tried to study them and see if they could learn to be peaceful and he was killed by one. So like we they were banned from uh being at Nevermore. Um So So like, now they're just out in the world. Yeah. Um so that uh Xavier gets No one's really uh doing anything about it. Um hmm. Xavier is in his uh I make art hut and uh Wednesday shows up and is like I knew you were the fucking criminal. Yeah. Oh, but this is after she uh, says, I knew you were the fucking criminal to the regular regular therapist lady. Um, and therapist lady is like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Wednesday's like, see, I fucking knew it. And therapist lady is like, okay, so you're clearly something's going on and I have to inform your principal and she's like yeah I fucking caught you only an evil person would say hey you're probably accusing me of a lot of things right now um and then therapist lady immediately dies yeah Yeah. (laughs) she immediately gets turned into hamburger meat also Mm -hmm. and then Wednesday apparently takes this and is like I knew you were the evil one Xavier that's why you killed therapist lady Mm -hmm. because she told you to do things so you killed her. Yeah. I guess? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I know that you are, like, literally bound to her through your disease cult, which you, disease blood, which you have, apparently, but also, you killed her for reasons unknown. Yeah. Yeah, that all I'm does a good happen detective. in this episode. Um, I'm a great detective, everybody. Everyone knows this. Yeah, this is also the episode that Tyler has the crypt picnic where he makes Wednesday watch Legally Blonde. Mm, um, if anyone love- knows one thing about Goss, is that Goss and Barbie Girl stand together. Wednesday would 100% be behind Legally Blonde, and she would also not have a problem with Enid. So I don't know where anyone in this show is coming from. It's coming from Tim fucking Burton, who thinks he's the most impressed man on the fucking planet. <laughs> that is true. Um, this is also the I'm episode sorry, I'm where- just so fucking mad. This is the episode where uh, uh, Uncle Fester says, hey, I think that kid behind the counter clocked me. And I'm like, eh. as in, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, anyway, it, it really, Paint really, your own really doesn't. Here. Exactly. Um, uh, also, Fang gets stabbed. They have to do surgery on a hand. I mean, Uncle Fester is extremely Jewish coded in this and the fact that he says oy vey a lot. He does, Yeah. So I don't know if this is like he clocked me as Jewish. I guess it could be. There's like a lot going on in like the coding of this show and none of it means anything. Yeah, none of it means a fucking thing. It's just... Yeah, it's literally like Enid said, word for word, insert your favorite marginalized group here. I... That's the show. I mean, at least the show called it shot. Can we really be mad at a show that just said, "Yeah, we're not gonna, we're gonna be saying fucking nothing"? Can we really be mad at a show that came out and said all oppression is the same? All oppression really works just... and is the same in every single way. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. So that's right. Um. Da, 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 da. Is there anything else important in here? Uh, Wednesday goes and 
uh, kisses. Oh uh, yeah, white, Wednesday, white boy mm-hmm. McBoring. Yeah, Wednesday goes and kisses Tyler, and then has a vision of him killing Ken. Which is like, incredible oh. that out of all the times she has physically interacted with Tyler, this is the only time it gives her plot relevant information. Uh-huh. I'm so mad. She's not a good detective. This is the only she way she literally had to be shown through a psychic vision it's who so the culprit was. Like, yeah, it's just, kind of something to have a mystery story where she keeps not knowing anything until she just happens to get a psychic vision. I don't know about mystery writing, you know, not sat down and wrote a mystery myself, but I feel like if yeah, the I'm only not smart, thing so you I'm not have, doing it. I feel like if the only thing you have to move the plot forward is the ca- main character having psychic visions, maybe, um, wait, just like. Yeah, kind sit down of. You know what? I think seems I was to defeat the purpose the of. Kind of seems to defeat the purpose of investigation when, you know, when you're, you're just you're, investigating to try and find like the thing you can touch to get a psychic vision of yeah, exactly what happened. Literally, just like your only viable investigation strategy is waiting for a Deus Ex Machina. It's literally a video game. She's just going around touching things, hoping for a <laughs> cutscene, and like that's it. Um, I, <laughs> um, I just, I earlier in the episode said this is, um, a slightly better constructed mystery than, um, Sherlock. I think I have to revoke that. <laughs> I realize that all of the information she gets is from psychic visions. She is literally entering her Sherlock mind palace. They're both fucking terribly constructed mysteries, but terribly it is, constructed it is in information ways. that means nothing or that is purposely put there to trick you, only for her to be like, "Yeah, I had a vision, so I know what's going on now." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except she doesn't at all, and she did just spend the last episode accusing the wrong people in like succession, which Sherlock does a lot. I know. Only for like, him to be like, yeah, I knew it was the other guy the whole time. This is part of my ingenious plan. Watson, usually, you fucking miserable piece of shit. He often does the thing where he'll like accuse them of something to get them to say something else, which is at least more smart than what Wednesday did no! in this whole episode, which was just go to people Sherlock's and go, hey. Wednesday. <laughs> well, being a t- detective is easy. All you have to do is just go up to people and say, you did it. Yeah, you just have to press X to doubt, and then they, like... <laughs> you just have to walk up to someone and be like, I bet you fucking did it, and when they're like, the fuck are you talking about? You have to be like, yeah, exactly what a criminal would say. That's right. Only a guilty person would deny accusations. God, she's such a fucking cop. Uh-huh, literally. I don't know why the cop and her don't get along in this show. She does everything <laughs> that a cop would do. Yeah, pretty much. Walk up to somebody, tell them that they did something, and when they said, no, I didn't, you'd be like, yeah, exactly what a guilty person would say. Can we briefly, um, so we're getting into episode eight now, and so mm. we do open up with, um, Tyler, they, they, Wednesday convinces Tyler to meet her somewhere, and then they knock him out and take him into, uh, the room where Xavier's been painting And then she does do portraits. torture. She does torture him, but I want to talk real quick about why Xavier has been having these, um, just psychic visions of this guy he kind of knows who bullied him once. Um, for the red herring. For the red herring. It is specifically placed there for the red herring. Maybe see, my Tyler theory was, was that meant maybe, to be the maybe... protagonist of this show. Maybe mm-hmm. he's Destiny Boy. Or yeah, maybe Xavier, Xavier I mean. was meant to be. I got them confused. 
Yeah, they they look the same, so it's fine. Yeah, they're very similar flavors of brunette white boy. One of them is coffee and one of them is artist. Otherwise, they're indistinguishable. Yeah, and coffee and artist are often very overlapping. They're yeah. both like kind of pseudo dark academia boys. Like I, That's what I'm fucking talking about when the whole thing was just like, oh, the hides are normally artistic by nature. And I'm just like, so you want me to believe it's the tortured artist boy when there's literally a little gay barista boy in the fucking town? Thanks. Yeah, you're gonna, yeah. It's, I fucking, I know what you're doing. There, You're gonna be like, it's not the tortured artist, but it was actually the little gay barista boy who made art on his fucking coffees. You can't trick me. Yeah. We all know that the guy who is drawing in-depth portraits of the monster is not the monster. He's just fascinated by the monster. I want to go back to the earlier thing you said when you said you're probably not the target audience for this show. And I want to ask who is, because I would normally say <laughs> yeah. this mystery is capable of fooling uh, small children. Um, but a man does fully get like a sword stabbed through his heart. And there are a lot of people who get stabbed and die and bleed out yeah, a lot. There's, so there's, I wanna, there's, quite there's a also like sex bodies. and murder a lot. Yeah, I was like, I I went into this. There's a lot of horny energy. I went into this being like, Adam's family is like, you know, a family friendly property, right? Like, and Mm -hmm. then, and then just blood starts pouring out. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know who this is for. I guess it's like for teens. That's that's not to say children can't see like (laughs) blood and people getting stabbed and like content like this and understand it and be able to walk away from it perfectly fine. Yeah. But also normally like you know that a show for children is targeted at children. Um, And so once again, I'm asking who is this made for? The mystery, it does Presumably like CW teens, you know? Yeah, it does feel very. Never mind, you're so right. It, it really feels like they just tried to steal all the marketing, like the, the nostalgic feel of Harry Potter. Like there's a big train and that takes them time. to and from this tiny little town. Like there's like the secret, like they have the four groups of people, one of which is stoners. Like, you know, it just like it all very maps kind of one to one. So I think it is like trying to cash in, but I don't know if they're going for like people who would have been into Harry Potter then as they are now, or if it's suppo- like they're trying to aim for that, like, young teen audience it's I, I i genuinely can't tell and i mean i guess that could be you know they're trying to get both but it, the mystery feels very juvenile for that and yeah some of the i i i think kids horror is fun i do think some of the violence in this does feel like it was not aimed that way yeah I guess. yeah i've been watching the show digimon ghost game for about untold amount of weeks now oh sure. i've heard about and, that um, one yeah it's, <laughs> everyone should go watch it it's a good show with a lot of good kids horror in it mm-hmm. like a lot of really effective kids horror that i sometimes watch episodes and i go wow no 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 <laughs> um no one really ever gets a knife stabbed directly into their heart and spurts blood everywhere. Yeah, no one's getting, like, their body completely dismembered. It normally does, like, horror in a, a different way where it's like, what if um Yeah, they will have their body, like, flattened out and woven into a scarf, but they won't be, like, ripped yeah. apart. Yeah, they will, like, turn into a fish, and the way they express that is that their neck uh, grows eight more vertebrae, breaks all of them, and then they have horrible gills grafted onto their bodies. Um, Beautiful. uh, But it's not really, like, I'm going to, like, stab you in the heart and then, like, spurt fonts of blood out of it. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm, I don't know how, like, making TV for the general audience works in terms of like when you're making it you're like i want to make a target audience 
Yeah, yeah I, don't I mean, know. this does kind of feel like. I guess I don't know how violent family friendly things are allowed to get. Like, it feels like it's like that marketing is like, you know, it do- does feel like it's supposed to be leaning that way, but it's hard to say. Um, we were talking about Wednesday torturing. Um, Tyler. yeah. She does just straight up go straight to torture. She, once again. She pulls this, out a handsaw and then says, don't God. worry, I won't scar him. I, <laughs> I, I also, once again, put your own uh, marginalized group here. I just, I really, once again, gotta say, she, once she learns he's a hide, she stops talking about Tyler like he's a person. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's really gross. Yeah. Like, it's really, really gross. Like, she, like, does this, and then, like, Bianca's like, hey, we can't just, like, torture a man. And she's just like, the Hyde only understands physical violence. It's fine. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't, like, he's a kid. Mm -hmm. And if you learn that a Hyde is, like, bound in, like, a weird blood ritual way to the person who awakens the hide, maybe you should have a bit more sympathy and be like, hey, do you need help, bud? But no, she's immediately like, no, he's a filthy animal and we need to put him down. I can't believe barista culture was rooted in violence this whole time. I know, it's fucking That's the only way he could have understood it. Barista culture is in the pocket of big therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So the kids go to the principal. The cop shows up and says, hey, don't torture my son. They all go down to the police station. And then um, they they aren't uh, pressing kidnapping charges. So Wednesday turns to go. And then Tyler says, hey, wait, I want to talk to you for a second. And then gets up real close and says, how does it feel to lose? I love to kill. I am a sicko. I'm a sick freak. I'm evil. I love murder. I the first time I killed somebody, I was fucked up a little bit, but then I learned I love the fear. Yeah, he loves yeah. the fear. At first, he didn't remember, but then he started remembering the fear, uh, the feeling of other people being afraid, and decided that it was great actually. Um, and because he's a literal monster, he definitely said it loud enough for the person behind him to hear. Also, no, what you don't know is that in this scene, um, when he was like, "Let me talk to Wednesday," um, his dad was like, "Fine," and I shall now completely leave the area. And also, the principal said, "Oh, I shall also completely leave the area." And everyone's like, "Let's vacate the area so that they can have a private conversation." Yeah, but this those boy people- that she just tortured and this dude who probably has probable cause to hurt her. Yeah, let's Very give them so. some space. They might want to kiss again. <laughs> they might want to get some rom- romantic here. Very much so, but even with all of those people leaving, there was a person not five feet away and a desk. Well, that person didn't remember. That was probably the secretary who was on multiple occasions just let uh, Wednesday into the building and wander around. That is true. So, she's not getting paid. I don't think that person is like alive. I think they might just be like an AI. Yeah, she's not yeah, getting so paid then- enough for this. She's just checked out. Yeah, there's been, like, eight murders in this town since Tuesday. She's fucking, she's done. Yeah, she's got a lot of paperwork to do. Um, Yeah, so Wednesday goes to talk to Weems, and Weems is like, yeah, um, you were telling me a lot of important shit, but I wish I could believe you because you've been, like, you know, fucking around this whole time. Um, Also, you're expelled. Uh, And Wednesday's like, "Uh, yeah, but um, Tyler, he confessed it all to me, and also his mom used to go here. Did you know she was a hide? And this is where we get Weems's, I didn't ask what she identified as line fucking with, uh, insane also with the uh, like energy of like yeah we all knew but we weren't gonna bring it up yeah 
like, don't ask, don't fucking tell at this monster school. Yeah, first of all, like, this this is a minor thing, but I don't really like the 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 language of, like, I identify as this. Like, no, you just fucking are. I identify as this thing that I physically am because it's in my blood, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, and then also, like, hey... This school has, like, specialized services that they need to provide for the different kids, like, based on what type of monster they are. Are they just not keeping track of it? Are they letting anyone in the werewolf cages? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what I said. I said you could use those werewolf cages for hides. I don't know, like, what's necessarily going on here. Like, I don't know why that's not allowed. Um, I'm gonna fucking die. (laughs) But, like, yeah, no, because she's like, yeah, like, because I think the implication is they went to school at the same time. So, yeah, maybe not all the students know, like, exactly what's going on with everybody else. But, yeah, again, the use of, like, identity policing language to be, like, like, a metaphor in this context where we are specifically talking about something that is like a like a transformational change that your body makes and comes back out of in most of these kids cases like I don't feel like they would maybe have identity politics around that it seems very much like they don't in fact have identity politics around this at all so I don't like yeah because you just kind of are yeah school's got like no business knowing whether you're gay or not i think they should know if you're a vampire like we're talking (laughs) about two different things here they should know if you're a werewolf they should probably know if you're a shapeshifter we only get one shapeshifter it's the principal i feel (laughs) like i'm sorry once again i have to go back into my if you invent put fantasy creatures into a real world the fabric of that world would probably shift dramatically are there other shapeshifter kids at the school? And does anyone know if there are other shapeshifter <laughs> kids at the school? Because they can probably just be whoever. Not one has ever been mentioned. I feel, once again, I feel like that changes, like, the reality of the world you live in when someone can be like, yeah, I can just be whoever at any time. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I, I it mean, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. It's not said as like a rare skill either. Like, oh yeah, we're very ha- proud to have our. Yeah, it's not be, like, said as cool Wednesday's rare skill where she touches something and then like passes out for five minutes to gain plot information. Yeah, because the implication- can we talk about one thing? Sorry, in terms of the show being an Adams family. Sorry, sorry, I'm just gonna keep interrupting. Uh-huh. Um, we learned that Morticia Adams also has Wednesday's skill. But uh, because uh, famous character Morticia Adams sees the world in a bright, uh, lovely sense and looks for the good in everything. I wasn't sure if we were going to get time for this. She is a dove. But because Wednesday is a bit more cynical, she is a raven. And I just got to say, yeah, Morticia Adams, the famous character who is cheerful and bright and loves the, the hope in the world. Yeah, Morticia Adams, known um, optimist. <laughs> known, known optimist in the show Adams, in, in the series Adams Family. Uh huh. What we know about that family is they love the things that are normal in the world, like light and hope and joy. Mm-hmm. If you have depression, you won't have friends, is also the thing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if, yeah, if yeah, you're a raven, then you're destined to be lonely forever. That's right. You Which just drive people away and there's nothing you can do about it. 
Yeah, you just are the most miserable person to be around, even though every single person who she's rude to is just like, I'm trying real hard to be your friend. Literally. Anyways, do you want to hang out Friday? Yeah. Literally just like she does all this bullshit and like doesn't change her behavior or apologize or fucking, you know, do any form of like... Do any form of Gross. like anything, and everyone's Her just like, "Guess what? We're your friends." Like, Damn, still. I'm slightly lonely. Yeah, like uh, she she should not have friends by the end of this show. She's awful. Like no one should like her. I don't like her. If you're going to tell um, a story about someone who pushes everyone away and is lonely and miserable, maybe you should like end the story that way. Fucking tell that story. Yeah. Tell a story about someone who's like, yeah, I'll get the job done, but like, I'm probably going to lose everyone I care about yeah, or either, don't really care about in the process. Either have them like meaningfully change or have them end up miserable. Like, come on. Yeah, don't fucking pull the like, oh, they're miserable to be around and they're fucking awful to everybody. But you know, there's something deep down in them that everyone likes. Yeah, Enid came back in one of these episodes and I didn't even mention it. But like, yeah, she comes back and she's just kind of like, oh, yeah, we work. I don't know why, but we... You Do know. they? They really they don't. don't. <laughs> they just... They do. Wednesday never spends any meaningful time with her except when to be awful or to specifically use her for her own ends. Mm-hmm. And Enid and- is constantly trying to be nice to Wednesday and constantly has that backfire on her. So I don't know if there's like an episode they cut out of this show where they have like a gal pal team up episode, but it was that the boat episode? Was the boat episode supposed to be that? Yeah, the boat episode before <laughs> the arc where Enid was like, yeah, um... Because that you was specifically gaslit me into going to this manor, and now I hate you. That was specifically the boat episode was specifically Wednesday not being like, "Damn, I I want to help you," especially just being like, "I want to be mean to Bianca too." Yeah, yeah I'm watching this scene going, like, just yeah, like, does this mean we're friends? And she's like, "Nah, I'm mostly doing it for Bianca." So. I'm mostly doing it to get back at Bianca. I'm just watching this scene, like wondering, like. What at at what point in this entire series have these two had chemistry? I mean, they because the like I this. don't know they have like their little dynamic and Enid's like, oh, you're the one who hates things and I'm the one who likes things and you know we 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 complement each other perfectly. But like they don't really seem to like they don't really seem like they like each other. They just kind of seem like they're different and they live in the same room and one of them hates the other and the you know that one is is trying to be nice but the other one hates it. It 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 just kind of seems like they 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 don't make good friends. It doesn't seem like oh it's unintuitive but they work so well together. I think they just don't work. Yeah, the thing about Wednesday as a character is that normally when I meet a character like her, it's probably in the the latest shounen anime I'm probably watching, um, and they're like the miserable loner character for about maybe one arc of the season, and that's like off screen every so often, and then the main character is like, don't you want some fucking friends, don't you want to be nice? And then they go on a journey to meaningfully change and become a better person, or they die. Yeah, Um, the the thing with, like, the miserable loner character is that, you know, like, lots of times they have, like, a secret heart of gold, and then, you know, being... You know, being with the other members of the cast kind of brings that out of them. Wednesday just don't got it. She don't got that heart of gold. (laughs) 
But you know she that's got what that the heart show keeps wanting you to think is that she has the heart of gold, but it's just really deep in there, and you just gotta you gotta learn that it's in there somewhere. And I'm just like, it's not. She she's miserable to everyone from from start to end. It's super, like I would have settled yeah. for one scene where Wednesday and Enid had a conversation outside, like when she was not living there, and they had like a conversation that like made Enid think about what. Like, they did get along with, like, you know, she works better with her even just as a roommate than Yoko. Like, something. There's nothing. They, like, leave on, like, a pretty mean note earlier. And then, like, in the next scene, we see Enid. From what I remember, she's just back. And then she's like, yeah, will we work? I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, oh, okay. What happened here? Yeah, like, uh, 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 like conversely like it could have been like oh like wednesday's cynicism is like bringing out a new side side of enid and you know maybe like helping her stand up for herself a little bit better but we don't see that either like there this 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 dynamic just doesn't work in any direction and they're just telling us it does so sure i guess so (sighs) but yeah um Anyways, um, <sighs> turns out therapist lady didn't do it. It was the um, dorm lady who would appear randomly all the fucking time, but never seemed to be relevant to the plot. I wonder why. She's the evil lady. Uh, Tyler, she has Tyler as her thrall. Um, Wednesday confronts her and is like, yeah, I fucking knew it was you the whole time. You almost got me. Ha ha. Um, and then therapist lady is like oh but you brought tyler with you so now i kill you and it turns out that's the principal who shapeshifted which once again i if you knew there is a shapeshifter at the school i would be a lot more suspicious about literally everybody around me at all times um uh sorry. yeah and she's like miss thornhill don't make this difficult and thornhill literally just stabs her in the neck with nightshade and kills her instantly yeah what the fuck so by principal weems they could have brought one more witness to this but no what the fuck principal weems to shapeshift into somebody who's immune to nightshade anyways um nope she's dead and then she hits wednesday over the head with a shovel yeah, she hits Wednesday over the head with a shovel. Doesn't kill Wednesday somehow when you hit someone over the head with a shovel. Uh, then she says, it's your blood, Wednesday. I need your blood for the machine. So she uses her blood. Now we have a, like, zombie resurrection story in here. Just kills her instantly. Um, yeah, what the fuck? Um, anyways, now uh, Joseph Crackstone is played. I gotta say, um, Crackstone? Crackstone. It really rolls off the tongue. Love that word. Mm-hmm. Crackstone. They're, yeah, they're going to resurrect Crackstone with supernatural means. Yeah, so he gets resurrected. He uh, stabs Wednesday after using his staff to warble her a little bit. Um, then... Hey, speaking of Harry Potter comparisons, yeah. yes. this is just like literally like fucking oh, Voldemort. Brings it yeah, just yeah. resurrecting Voldemort. Yeah, huh? Yeah, Thornhill bringing back her ancestor from yeah, the dead and going up and kissing the ring and being like, "Wow, of... we're we're gonna bring back, we're gonna kill all the outsiders." It's crazy. Yeah, uh, they should have made Crackstone more nude. Mm. Uh, if he came back with a nude aura, yeah, with that like he has like a very... face, I want to see what else is going on. He down has there. a very dressed aura, and I feel like that's how they're trying to distinguish themselves. They're like no nude aura, very yeah. dressed, aura. <laughs> extremely dressed, aura. extremely <laughs> never been nude aura. Um, we get, like, a funny, uh, this 7th century, 17th century man is misogynistic, uh, to the annoying lady who we don't like. 
um, where she's like, yes, I can't wait for us to destroy all the freaks. And he's like, woman, shut up and leave my sight. And then she's like, never meet your heroes. Knock, 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 knock. Um, Crazy. He starts setting fire to the whole school, but it's fine because Bianca got everybody out because she used her special voice to hypnotize everyone into leaving. Yep. Um, And then turns out that... uh, Wednesday can survive a stab wound if she allows the spirit of Goody Adams to enter her body and just make no stab wound anymore. Yeah, but that means healing. Goody Adams. I guess I think it even fixes her dress, which is considerate, <laughs> right? Um, I have a question here. Sure. Goody Adams is like, I'll never be able to communicate with you ever again. Does that mean Goody Adams is now just like spiritually a part of uh, Wednesday? Or did Goody Adams just cease to exist on, like, a spiritual level? I think she's just like, nah, I'm gone. Does she, like, move on to the afterlife? Kind of over this shit. It's hard to say I think she just kept being a ghost, but somewhere else. She's she's the one person in this show who's like, yeah, I don't like this fucking (laughs) kid. Yeah, I'm out of here. Um, So Wednesday's back. I I gotta go find a better detective to possess. Honestly. (laughs) Wednesday's back. Um, She uh, fights... Crackstone, who uses warble magic at her some more. Mm-hmm. She, uh, fucking, fuck, fucking Xavier just shows up with a bow and arrow. <laughs> bow and arrow! For some fucking reason. Once again, get a fucking gun, shithead. Could have at um, least lit it on fire with all that around, but no, yeah, Crackstone stops it with his staff and then sends it back into Wednesday's shoulder. Yeah, Wednesday <laughs> catches the arrow with her shoulder and just eats shit immediately. Um, Crackstone is about to warble her to death, um, and then Bianca shows up oh, with the winning stab. Oh, also his staff can break a sword into pieces. Yeah, he's cool as shit. That was um, cool. Then uh, Bianca bodies him a little bit because she's cool, um, and then he beats Bianca, but then Wednesday appears behind him and stabs him through the heart, and he turns into fire dust. Um and yeah, this get is a where cool I have shot. Bianca comes in with the steel knife, and then Wednesday picks up another piece of the sword. They disintegrate Crackstone, and then here comes Thornhill with the steel gun, going, "Okay, well, <laughs> if I can't kill all the outcasts, I'm at least gonna kill." I'm just you gonna Wednesday. shoot some kids instead. Um, and then uh, turns out Eugene, his whole thing with bees is not is that he likes them, but also he has like a psychic control over them. Which, excuse me. Yeah, he comes in and calls her a bitch. Oh, yeah, we hate women. Yeah. Um, gotta, hey. gotta cash in on that Harry Potter. Hey, 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 hey. Uh-huh. What kind hey. of... Is, so I know his whole thing is that he's, like, a weird little kid who likes bees. What literal monster is he that he can uh, control bees? That's just his nen ability. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're so right. Oh. He's, a, he's the only fucking... He's, he's like Ponzu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, this... Oh, <laughs> never mind. full of bees. Is Ponzu one of his moms? Yes. You yes. know? Uh, I knew yeah, I Eugene so. was my favorite character for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. That's the end of the show. Things wrap up. So uh, that's that. Um, while all that's happening, um, Enid did wolf out. Uh, Enid she, did wolf out. She went then, full yeah. werewolf. She looks totally normal. She's not <laughs> she even a colorful tr- werewolf yeah. or like a cat werewolf or any well, of the theories that I could have had. Oh, she has like a little maybe a streak of pink and purple. She has her highlights in her hair. Yeah, she has her highlights. So that's that's cute, I suppose, maybe. Don't sell her short. Um, and she she kicks the shit out of Tyler and then cop dad comes out and shoots Tyler because he's the monster. And then he's like, oh, that was my son. Um, 
But he's not dead because we will see him being carted away in a straight jacket later and then he hulks out again. So uh, I do want to give dubs to Enid for um, the hide being like the scary monster that they're like, damn, nothing can tackle this thing. It's pretty fucking so powerful and scary. None of us can handle it. And she just bodies him outright. Yeah, the first time she turned into a wolf. (laughs) She just like fucking bodies it. She fucking does like a cool like spin kick on him like in one scene it whips ass honestly yeah she has retractable the werewolf fight is unfortunately really really cool. <laughs> unfortunately like, she like really beats ass as a werewolf the metaphorical implications are sure are something but also well cool she werewolf. had retractable rainbow claws and i just wanted her to turn into a cat i just wanted her to be like a were cat like why 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 is this not it would have been so cool. Anyways, um, also at the very, very beginning, I thought she was the hide. And it's like, oh, there's a reason she's not turning into a werewolf. And it's the, both of these boys are actually the uh, the red herring. It's actually Enid who's been oh, turning into the scary monster all along. that would be an effective twist and a mystery, but no. No, we can't no. have that. It simply was one of the two brunette boys. No, the power of um, friendship allows her to wolf out for the first time. That or horniness. We don't know which. Um, yeah, so... Uh, that's basically, term is suspended because Principal Weems died, and they're all like, wow, it was cool that the No one seems that break it up, broken up about it. Um, yeah, we also did get a scene a little bit ago where Bianca and her new boyfriend, like, gave Wednesday something, some information on, um, the kid's dad who just got his, like, life support unplugged after getting hit by a car, and he's not that torn up about it. Yeah, he's just like, oh yeah, I was digging through my dad's stuff. I was digging through my dead father's stuff. This might help you, weird goth girl. Anyways. It's just, um. It's quite a show. It's a little crazy out there. Yeah, um, so Weems died. They're kind of a little sad. They go to her office and it's like, wow, she was truly one of us. And then they leave. Um, uh, Xavier gives Wednesday a celled phone so that she can text. And as soon as she gets in the car, uh, somebody's sending her uh, pictures of her meeting boys and then a, like emoji of Wednesday getting stabbed. And she's like, wow, I just turned this phone on and somebody already has my number and is stalking me. That's so crazy. Anyways, end of show. No, no, there is one last scene, and it is of Tyler being carried away in a straitjacket, and then he wakes up, and then he does his eyes bug out thing to show he's becoming a hide, so... Oh, yeah, you're so Scene Tyler next season! Damn. What a bad show. Mm. I think this thing about this show... I also just want to add, like... I just also want to add, like, a little footnote about the the, the Adams family itself, Uh like... (laughs) The, they're watered down Zoldics, huh? Except they hate murder. None of them would ever commit one. I don't know that that's true because I do think un- Uncle Fester is like a contract killer maybe a little bit. He's the yeah, only one I like. we don't count him. <laughs> I like, speaking of someone who has watched Adam's Family Values uh, a while ago, I probably don't remember it as best as I should. Um, but I remember thinking the Adam's Family was delightful. Um, I don't really care much for this interpretation of the Adam's Family. Um... I do yeah. like I do like They're Uncle kind of being like I'm a contract killer and I I love my job. Mm-hmm. I do love that every time like Wednesday is alone, he's like in the room, and then every time like someone even slightly appears in the scene, he like disappears almost immediately. I'm like, yeah, I lo- I love that. That's some Zoldic shit. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah, 
You know he's doing Kilo's little move <laughs> he's doing... of just like fucking jumping up into the corner of the yeah. you know, ceiling. You know a character is going to walk by Uncle Fester and be like, wow, your footsteps, they're so silent. That's right. <laughs> he knows the rhythm echo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to shadow step all over them. Oh, uh, do you think we saw... Uncle Fester has lightning powers! Yeah, he does. Uncle Fester has, Uncle lightning, Fester powers. has lightning powers. Uncle Fester has lightning powers. We know that... Uncle Fester is the Kilowa uh, fucking... Okay, here's the here's the thing. Wednesday is the Illumi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, miserable to be around. Everyone on the internet is weirdly into him. Yeah, but then that makes Pugsley mm-hmm. the uh, Aluka. And for all of Wednesday's faults in this, she does genuinely care for her little brother. And would never do what Illumi did to any of them. Yeah, that's that's true. true. She does torture him. Yeah, though, but he likes explicitly. it. Yeah, that's, but that's, that's like the dyna- that's the dynamic it, yeah. of the, the Adams family is that they like it. Yeah, that's he can't get enough of it. He's like, I love it when you put me in an electric chair and shock me a little bit. He says, I love you. I love it when you put me in the Iron Maiden. <laughs> it's like a it's it's a stim for me. And you know what? You know, good for them. <laughs> How do we um? Uh, yeah, there's some more like Enid stuff that was like I don't know. Like do she shows up show? in a fucking lesbian flag sweater. I don't know if anyone else caught that, but like literally uh, yeah. from like step one, I was like, like I, I can't believe she has show lesbian. In 2022 like queer baited me, but I really did start it and go, wow, maybe like they'll at least have a good enough friendship that I'll be able to like you know talk about this. And honestly, they really don't. Like they they do. It, yeah, the let's... queer baiting is there again. Wednesday's only arc is she cries for the first time since her pet scorpion died over thing getting stabbed and then at the end she runs up to Enid and hugs her those are her two arcs is she learns to care a little bit more about her family and a little bit about Enid yeah shall we get into our ratings how do we want to rate this extremely no homo this is a five star no homo oh this is a five no homo no question uh this character only this this show only has two gay characters and they're on screen for ten seconds. Mm-hmm. There were gay characters in this. Yeah, Eugene's two moms. Oh yeah, I completely forgot about them again. Uh huh. I'm sorry. Uh huh. Yeah, this might be the first five star no homo to have a canon gay couple, but it's there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read. I read uh, right by them like twice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no hetero. The thing is, they're 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 hitting the ace the the ace coding so hard though. Like, I don't I can't really think of like another piece of media like hitting the ace coding this hard that is not like explicitly asexual. You know? Yeah, this feels like maybe a one star no hetero because it is like it's it's one of the few that goes so far into not being like. Like, it goes further than just being like, no, the queer thing you, th- like, the, the gay thing you think you see is not there. It's like, no, also, all of them do have boyfriends. They are not late bloomers. They will have sex. They will they will have yeah. normal heterosexual cisgendered puberties, and that is the end of that. No see, one, simply no one took- Here's the thing, though. It's very- it's very aphobic yes. and <laughs> no one yeah, has simply yeah. ever taken it's her very aphobic but also very ace coded like i think that kind of gives us high numbers on both charts 
Simply, no one has taken Wednesday into a grip before. No one at Na- Nancy Reagan High School has ever been got. I don't know. I think the steps it takes to unasexualize itself, though, make it a low, no hetero. I think what we need to recognize yeah. here is... And, God, I feel icky saying this word. It's an incredibly normie show. Yeah. It is... Oh, incredibly sure. normy in the sense that it is like this is what a goth is. Don't you guys know goth is? Yeah, it, this, this is, is the like, Big Bang Theory of goth. It is. It is Tim Burton oh, still boy. thinking goth is like a thing that people don't know about or think are weird and like. Yeah, this is like this is like the show that basic bitches watch when they want to get a little weird with it. <laughs> and like it's normy oh. in the sense that it's like, damn, what is a goth like? Oh, they would love to watch Legally Blonde in a crypt with the ancient white boy from the coffee shop. Um, <sighs> Enid would love to date the stoner boy uh, because... Uh, I Can don't we know. talk about how Wednesday has like a favorite serial killer and when killings start happening in this town, <laughs> she's like, no, no. I don't think I can... She loves serial killers, but god damn it, is she gonna stop the serial like, killer? I don't, I don't, I don't think I can. I'm not strong enough. Yeah, we're not strong yeah, enough. Yeah, it's... Okay. And also, like, her father did a murder? Fuck no. He needs to go to That's jail. Well, there was a funny line where she was like, wow, I knew you couldn't have been the murderer. You don't have the fucking stones to do it. And he's like, wow, that does offend me a little bit. I'm so happy you think that. And I'm just like, the dynamic of this family must be wild. Uh-huh. We're getting, we're getting sidetracked. What's the... <laughs> What's the what's the no homo? No homo, I feel, is a five. So. Or yeah, no homo is five. What's the no hetero? Excuse me. Mm. I don't feel I can go higher than it's, like a two. I'm giving I it a two. I think it's an extremely low no hetero. I think it all the things of it stumbling into ace coding is by complete accident. And I think whenever it realizes, but here's the thing, though. I think that still I th- counts. But the thing is, I think when it realizes it stumbled into it by complete accident, it tries to 180 on it so fucking fast. If hmm. there was ace stuff that I felt like, like, because again, the ace characters that we have or like that could have a reading of that are not by the, like they are explicitly shown being interested in yeah. boys it's like any t- any sense that they could get into that metaphor they explicitly were like no they're hetero though they they absolutely yes hetero uh, but like again though like naruto and sasuke can still be very gay even if they get straight ma- married in the epilogue that's, that's kind of like where my brain's at though like so where would you put it i think they're very ace even though they get straight married in the literal series itself. What did we give Naruto for... Because it was no homo, but also no hetero. Right? I just feel like this one has different yeah. rules because it's not them being like, oh, we're so in love with each other, but we're going to marry other people. It's like, we're not really interested at all in anything except those two boys. <laughs> those two what ancient boys from the coffee shop. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, like... Okay, so here's the thing for me. Here's something I'm sort of putting together in the moment. Like, the higher, the higher, like, no, 
no hetero score we have, like, only to have it ripped away from us, like, by the end of the series, like, the matter I get. So that's why I'm, like, leaning towards assigning it a high score. Like, if it, if, if, if the show is, like, very fucking gay or, like, very fucking ace, and then just, like, absolutely tanks that reading at, like, the last minute, like, that's when I'm, like... At my, at my peak boiling point, and like that, I think deserves a high score. That's I feel true. like we usually do those in reverse, though. I feel like a no hetero <coughs> score has generally been good because it's them saying, like, I mean, they don't have to be hetero. This is them, like, that's generally a high score is being like, no, they're not that hetero. I feel like a low no hetero score is the boiling point of mad being like, yeah, fuck you guys. Like, they're extremely... Yes, hetero is, like, a one star, where no hetero is, like, a five star. At least in my brain. I feel like that's how we've been scoring. It just, it just feels like the queer baiting is a lot, and that means I want to give it a high yeah, score. Do you think we can really... It's like queer baiting in a way... It's like queer baiting derogatory, and, like, sometimes we give queer baiting positive shows a high score. It's like... Yeah. But, yeah, like, I... I... <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, like, uh, like, like, completely removed from, like, the no homo, like, the ace coding is very strong while it's happening, and that's, that's why I want to give it a, a, a strong no hetero. Because I think, let's see, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the last show we did, because it, we gave, we did, the, yeah, we did at Monsters, that got us six no hetero. Uh, yeah, and so I feel like if that has a high, I feel like this one gets a low, because this one was like extremely hetero, and Atmond was like, oh, they're not really doing anything heterosexual, and that got a six. You know? Do do we think we can split it down the middle, and say a three or a three point five? Yeah, I think I'd be okay with a three, like. Because I think it is in that awkward spot where it is. Because um... I think the ace stuff, generally, we've talked about that in the no Romo category, if it's there at all. I feel like mm. heterosexuality is a different, like. But here's the thing, though. The no Romo is very low to me. Like. Yeah, there's no romance in this. If we're thinking about, like, ter- purely in terms of, like, their friendship, there is none. I, I, yeah, I want to, I think it is. I think the splitting it into a three works in the sense of, once again, what we were talking about, that it is a story that um, wants to be so minority blind in its oppression minority story that mm-hmm. it stumbles into um, just saying the most heinous shit about minorities and then having to backtrack on that immediately. Mm-hmm. It does very much know what it's doing when it send, tries to send Eden to conversion therapy camp. Um, yeah, uh-huh. But, I like, like, does it, though? I'm not sure that they do know what I, they're that's doing. That's the thing about it. Like, do they know that, like, conver- therapy yeah. for werewolves without being, like, without you know? Without knowing, and in that sense, it is both, like, they know, but they don't think they know the implications. Because even that, they had to heterosexualize. They had to be like, Enid's not gay. She's just getting sent to conversion therapy for completely heterosexual reasons. Uh, not yeah. even ace, like, you know, there's sort of an ace metaphor there, but it's extremely like, no, she is hetero. She's still, get- she's one of the good ones who's getting sent to conversion therapy. It is one of those God. things where 
they think they can Actually, just make the conversion. I, do, do we want to relitigate? Do we want to relitigate the no the the no homo? Do we want to give it a six? I'm all, I'm sort of feeling oh, you're, that. you got madder when I said the conversion <laughs> therapy camp thing again. Um, yeah, I did. Um, I just. Because I really feel like this should be like reverse Atmons. Reverse Atmons was one star, no homo, and no hetero six stars. So I just feel like th- that's the vibe I'm getting is this should be completely reversed. No hetero is like a one or a two, and then no homo is a fucking six star. I mean, it is just a show that seems to think it can make the conversion therapy camp joke devoid of the rest of the context of its oppression story. Because it's so heterosexual that they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, why would anyone be gay? Like... There's no gay people here. And so that's, I just, it is both a show that is well aware of its target, I don't want to say target audience, but yeah, kind of target audience, in the sense that it knows it's like, yeah, I'm trying to get in the, in the sense that being gay is in right now and being, talking about conversion therapy existing somewhere for some people is in right now. But and also yeah, that would a it lot, ever happen to anyone I know? Of course not. Like, and also a lot of marginal a lot of like the subculture that was like punk and goth aesthetic was very queer because of you know the nature of gender neutrality yeah because of the nature of gender neutrality um and so i feel like it's like yeah well goth shit probably like the idea of the fear of conversion therapy came up a lot i don't know why i don't know why that would ever come up in these spaces that's weird um (laughs) and i it is a show that both recognizes queer people but also is like yeah but we don't want to talk about them i don't want to talk about it yeah i don't want we're not i i i i want to take like i want to take the no hetero score as like validity of the queer reading like removed from the no homo of it all if that makes sense and like removed from the whole no homo of it all like it's 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 like a strong ace reading just like and then it gets very no homo. I think that with how it ends with Enid actually turning in, I would like to not go higher than like a 2 or a 2.5 with like mm. even cuz even What about a ace, 2.75? Even the ace reading that is there is like, oh, but she's, you know, she didn't need to get sent to conversion therapy yeah. camp because she did it on her own. Ugh. Like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, what about a two? But again, like it doesn't invalidate like the 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 queer reading of Naruto Sasuke just because they got straight married at the end, you know? It kind of did. I feel like it factored into our reading. Sorry, we're looking at a Tumblr poll. <laughs> Some way, it's a Tumblr poll that <laughs> Sasuke <laughs> versus Katra, and it's very fucking close. It is nineteen thousand votes, and it's fifteen. Wow. Per, it's fifty percent. <laughs> They're both even. I'm losing my mind on this. Uh, Sorry, I. Yeah, that this, was a sidebar, but it was very, very important. This sidebar. probably threw me off my entire game. I don't think I can think about anything else other than Sasuke and Katra meeting one day. <laughs> Sasuke uh, versus Katra? Oh my god. <laughs> Toxic gay besties. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, did we talk Woo! about the part where Xavier they, called Wednesday toxic when she showed up and was like, hey, can you help me solve the mystery? And he's like, I'm kind of chained by my waist right now. Yeah, while he's in prison, she's like, great, come with me. You You're so it. toxic. Get out of here. God. <laughs> I'm withering. Um, do we want to? 
I, I don't know. Just like I don't know. I'd be okay with a yeah. three for 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 no no oh, hetero. I can be talked to a three. Yeah. The show is really testing our rating system. Yeah, we're 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 really putting it through the ringer. Perfect system, it's though. Perfect no flaws. Not a single flaw in the system. Simply the flawed minds of the humans who try to use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 not the system that's wrong. It's us. It's the who individu- invented the system. It's the individual. <laughs> okay, no Romo. What are we thinking? No Romo is like a one or a zero. I might even go to a zero for no Romo because like even with like the terrible friendships that are toxic and should end, they at least have like a reason to talk to each other, you know? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm fine with that. I don't. The thing about the show is in that in that part of my brain where if anyone talks about the romance between any of these characters, I'm like, I don't think any of them should be together in a romantic way, let yeah. alone be friends with each other. So the moment it gets into For this, real. I'm just like, I, I don't want any of them. And I can't, I'm having trouble separating my, uh, I hope these people never speak to each other again um, from the, does the show think these people should never speak to each other again? Yeah, let's yeah. go for it. Yeah. It's pretty... Okay, yeah. See, once again, the flawed wow. individuals that ruin the system. See, because that puts us at the, our that, perfect midpoint. That brings point. us to an... Well, sometimes the perfect midpoint... That mid- brings us to another ten, Sometimes huh? a perfect midpoint is also evil. Sometimes a perfect yeah. midpoint is also derogatory. Yeah, like, th- this and Fmon are like two tens that are on complete opposite sides of the coin. We really, um... We really had like a good run <laughs> of shows that make us of media that made us very happy there for a bit. Uh, we did mm-hmm. Atmon, we did Sabaqui Bisco, we did uh, Jennifer's Body. It was really like a good Sterling run. We had to really just—it's mm-hmm. a good thing we had to get into one where we really just had to dig in and just, just be mad. Yeah. Just be fucking pissed off. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got my I got my 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 little colored acrylic werewolf claws out on this mm. one. I really tore into yeah, it. Yeah, I, I um, went to therapy and unlocked that I had uh, monster blood in me, and then went fucking rabid there for a while. Yeah, I guess I have, I have to be legally put down because I'm just broken. I have what is um, <laughs> closest described as a uh, dissociative personality disorder where I don't remember <laughs> what happened to me but then what, at some point I remembered that what I was doing in these states was killing and I love it. I'm just having a great time with this uh, boy, oh put your own uh, oppressed group narrative into this. Yeah, insert your fave minority here. Sometimes there's a part of the minority group that you just have to take out back and shoot like old Yeller. Yeah, well, but you wouldn't know because you shouldn't ask people what they identify. Yeah, as. you wouldn't ever know, but sometimes they just snap one day, and then you just have to take them out back and shoot them like old Yeller. They got rabies. Mm-hmm. They're just a fucking wild animal. Can't can't even attempt um, to help them. They're just like that. Why was Gomez Adams at the school? I don't know. Just for being goth. I don't, I don't know. Because, like, Morticia wasn't just there for being goth. She was there for being. Well, um, we know Fester psychic. didn't go to the school, but he, he wasn't has smart ele- enough. He has electric powers. I know. So. Does, also, it's not like a thing where you're smart. It's, it's you're, if it's you're literally a monster, you go to that school. 
Yeah, it's not like, I mean, it is a private school, but I don't think they ever talk it's, about Wednesday's grades even it's once. It's private because you have to be a literal monster yeah. to go to it, not because you have to get good grades. Does, does Yeah, there was no mention of a GPA requirement. Does Gomez Adams have electric, el- electricity powers? Why wouldn't he have used them on the guy who was going to kill Morticia um, instead of stabbing him with a sword? Maybe it's just, like, his family has, like, psychic powers. So it's like, eh, get in here. Maybe they'll happen someday. Oh, it's maybe that part of the family that's, like, the the Zoldics that we know and love. But. Like, Uncle Fester is Kilua, which makes Gomez. Oh, is Gomez a Lumi? Um, no. (laughs) Maybe Gomez is Miluki. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I guess he is horny like Milo Key, but no. Mm-hmm. Do you think he had a bunch of anime like pillows and then he met Morticia and was like, I'm getting rid of all of these. I found oh, a real woman. This is so dark. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I don't like I this. I didn't like it. There's no one There's no one else good after Kilo and Zoltic. We can't do this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's Alika, but she's too good for this world too pure. Yeah. Yeah. No. She- no one after Alika and after Killua, there is literally no one else that I want to compare anyone else to in any of the families. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> Unless we learned about right. another secret Zoldic sibling sometime in the manga. <laughs> Damn, that would be crazy. I would fucking lose my mind if they were like, oh, by the way, we had another. <laughs> Pulled another Alika just being like, oh, by the way. What wasn't relevant until now. So how do we enjoy goth Harry Potter? Yeah. It. Um, if I had, I'm gonna be very. If I had not to uh, specifically watch this show and dig into it uh, because of this podcast, I would have probably watched the first two episodes. Been like, wow, that was um, extremely boring, but people seem to like it, so I might watch the rest of it one day and then never pick it up ever again. I was mostly <laughs> just bored watching yeah. the show. That sounds about right. Yeah, I like. Honestly, I had it on in the background while I was like doing dishes. Yeah, and I was stuff, mostly playing Monster like, Hunter yeah, while it was going on, and sometimes I would zoom in. It really mm-hmm. not a show that <coughs> deserves your full attention oh, at any point, except when it's a being like background show though. Hideous in its politics. That was kind of the problem. Is the first time I watched it, I watched <coughs> my partner we would mostly just go, "Ooh, Gwendolyn Christie," and like, "Oh, there's some cool stuff in here." Like you know, aesthetic wise, like it's fun. And then I'd be like, "Wow." There's some stuff, though, that I can bring up on my podcast, uh-huh. like conversion mm. therapy for werewolves. So we'll definitely get to this. Yeah. And then, like, on a second watch, I was like, man, it's only eight episodes and I would literally be rather doing anything else. I made so much bread in the last few <laughs> weeks because I would just, like, be doing it and I'd be like, I can't take any more notes on this goddamn show. Yeah, I <laughs> played so This is not so- a note-taking <laughs> show and I had to. I played so much Monster Hunter in the last few weeks um, because mm-hmm. I would watch an episode of the show and I'm like, wow, I could be playing my favorite video game Monster Hunter. <laughs> I could be doing something else right <laughs> now. I could be playing my favorite video game Monster Hunter and enjoying my time, actually. Mm-hmm. Speaking of enjoying our time, what are we doing next? Oh, shit, it is my turn. Ooh. Mm. Uh, do you guys like skateboards? Ooh, I do like skateboards. Oh, I love mm, them. Do you like uh, beautiful Bishi boys? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes, uh-huh. yes. Love, um, do you love a show that very much knows what its bullshit is and refuses to give you a straight answer uh, on the topic of is a character gay or not? 
I sure fucking do. Remember App Monsters? Mm, yeah, this is one could say this is the App Mon of skateboarding. <laughs> one could. Let's go. I'm thinking that we should watch a hit show, Skate the Infinity. Mm. Um, I'm so I'm ready. So fucking ready. I wanna, I wanna gauge something with you guys. Sure. I know sometimes we floated uh-huh. the idea <clears throat> of when we introduce a show that could have multiple. Uh, queer coding ships in it um do we want to cover them all as a group or focus on one because this show has um the uh delightful uh will they won't be the between recce and longa and also the disaster thruple that is cherry blossom uh green dude whose name i can't remember and also guy who's voiced by dio yeah, because what I was going to say was I don't know if their yeah, the cute I, little, like, older skater couple would work, but I... With it has ta- a messy thruple. With talking about their their kind of third who is just sort of honestly... Evil. I mean, yeah, a little, a, little, a little bit of a creep, a little bit. Maybe don't do that to you, high don't school worry. children. Don't but, worry, you don't have to say a little bit. He's a freak. Yeah. He's a um, dang-ass freak. Yeah, I think... That, <sighs> hmm. Because I could probably, like, fill an entire episode with either of those or we can combine them in one i think yeah i think we just got to go whole hog i think we got to talk about about it yeah all let's fucking it. go whole hog then um it is a 12 episode anime series so if you want mm-hmm. you can uh watch all of it uh all at once i do recommend it. it is a fun thing to do um if you don't i would recommend episode one um episode two uh, I'm trying to remember the things that happen in these episodes because they're very uh, inconspicuously named. Um, <laughs> episode six is a good one. Not required, but a good one. But a good one. Uh, episode seven for the breakup of it all. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then I would say probably 10 through 12 is when it gets nutty. I know I basically said most of the show, but... Bear with me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, these twelve tw- episodes are barely longer than what I assigned. Yeah, you know, these I twelve episode two. series are a little difficult when they spread the um, the events in pretty evenly. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the better the pacing, the harder the podcast. I know, I know, it's a nightmare. For me. <laughs> yeah, as they say, it's not like when with Nardo where I could go onto Google dot com and type in uh, type Nardo in Sas- Nardo Sasuke uh, ship moments. That's right. Um, but yeah, I, Skate the Infinity is good and I can't wait to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good. It's just, just a really solid sports anime on top of being like real fucking homo. I had a very good time when I watched um, it. Yeah, it's, it's a lot it's of fun. It's so fun as a sports anime because most sports anime has that thing. It's like, oh, we're in a tournament. We're on a team. We're going to be doing team antics and that's where the gay comes from uh this one is they're like well skateboarding isn't really like a a team sport also most skateboarding is like you know tricks and we don't really know how mm-hmm. to make that cool in an anime sense without making it so extreme that it is kind of unreal so what if they did like yeah. um high speed racing as well and i think that's delightful god mm-hmm. That they're like, it's skateboarding, it's also BMX. Oh, yeah. 
You need to you need to do, you need to learn all the different grinds so you can go faster around the turns. A thing that totally makes sense in the world of mm-hmm. physics. You need to learn that if you're ever about to lose while skateboarding, what you should do is that you should just like use your secret technique which is jumping off your skateboard, grabbing it in your hands and then turning around real fast and then slapping your opponent <laughs> directly in the face thus breaking their bones instantly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's skateboarding. that's skateboarding right there. It's not an illegal move, apparently. No. No, not that's out, some- not out here on the street. No, that's something you can legally do. You can just kill your opponent, and you can still win. Yeah, you can put your opponent in the hospital, and that's all dandy. I don't know why Let's everyone at the start of the race just doesn't one. just fucking break the other person's ankles, right? <laughs> just tie their shoelaces. Who cares? Yeah, Tony Hawk can hit the 900. Can he hit a guy directly in the face? <laughs> Tony Hawk would never. Can he hit somebody with a baseball bat? <coughs> why don't... Why, yeah, why not just take a baseball bat while you're skating? Just fucking, if you see him around the corner, just turn around and be like, but you want to get close, don't you, bud? Yeah, this should just be like road rash. You're just like kicking each other. Oh, know? it should be... They're calling it the Mad Max of skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. I can't wait for that's what's going to be season two. Season two is like a post-apocalyptic wasteland out of nowhere, and they're all just doing Mad Max shit while skateboarding. Holy shit, yeah. Riding their tricked-out skateboards through the desert. <sighs> Holy shit. I think I invented a show that I would definitely watch. I can't do this. <laughs> um, is that is that it for us today? Yeah, should today? we some plugs? I think we basically yeah. got everything through Wednesday, and now we're just talking about Skate the Infinity like it's the Skate the Infinity episode. That's so right. So I think we're done. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you can find the podcast at WeWriteQueerBait at Twitter.com. You can find me on Twitter at GroovingGastly, and you can find me on other podcasts such as the Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast. Sky. Mm, well, I have a band camp. It's at L Sky, and then I'm also running a Tumblr for this podcast. We rate queerbait, and then one for our uh, our Hunter Hunter podcast called Go and Xbox Hunting. I almost just called it the Go and Will Hunting podcast again. Nope, that's what it is. <laughs> it's about the, the only sh- the, this fun show, Go and Will Hunting. It's it's the only one out there. <laughs> And we have a podcast about going well hunting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it for me. All right. I'm on a podcast called Digimon Ghost Gaze, where we talk about the aforementioned Digimon Ghost Game. Uh, yeah, a good ho- children's horror show. I'm that's also right. on Fur Affinity with the username Space Robot. You can commission me for stuff. I draw fursonas and shit. And you can get in touch with me. What would Wednesday Adam's fursona be? Uh... Can't say Raven. Scorpion. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. I'm for some reason my brain went directly to ferret. I know that's not very like a very goth answer, but I don't know. <laughs> you know. I think I love that. Mm, maybe maybe like a skunk, because that's sort of like a goth. Yeah, result, yeah, because she also stinky. Yeah, she's also stinky and doesn't like other people to be around her. Maybe maybe it is um, like a hedgehog or a Enid's porcupine a being like, oh, no one can- Enid's Enid a she- cat! Why is she not a cat? Yeah, why does she have cat claws? Why does she have she retractable also- acrylics and then not turn into a cat? Wasted. She also, like a lot of times in the show, makes direct like mentions of her being cat-like. Yes! 
These kitties got claws. She says that multiple times. And the thing she picks for the Poe cup, they have to base it on a Poe story. She chooses the black cat. I don't understand. Yeah, it's really weird. Why she doesn't just turn into like a rainbow werewolf kitty and be extremely violent because cat claws are fucking sharp. Fuck, maybe. Once again, not everything needs to mean anything in a show, but... It's just weird. But it really did feel like it was going somewhere, Yeah, hold right? on. Yeah, it's it's just, one of those things where Hold on, like, stop the know. outro. Uh, is Enid also an aborted trans narrative? Because, you know, she's born a signed dog girl at birth uh, who clearly identifies as a cat girl. Mm. Mm. But it's fine because um, she uh, realizes one day that she truly is a dog girl. Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. We didn't ask her what she identifies as. We would never. Yeah, good, good, good thing. You know, good thing she figured that out before she started taking any hormone blockers or anything. That would have ruined her life forever. Mm. Save the kids. I'm, I'm cracking up here. It just that would have been a really more. I'm just mad about it. It would have been a more satisfying ending, even if you do want to have her like, yeah, I'll, I won't. You know. Yeah, I'll cat out. I won't wolf out, but I'll cat out, and then, you know, if they are going to have a season two, that's a source of, like, recurring conflict, perhaps. Like, oh, you turned, you transformed into a big scary thing at the full full moon, but not the right way, you know? Is she going to be in season two? I mean... Is there going to be I mean, a yeah, season this two? Show probably I made genuinely hope not. Um, yeah. Netflix, I know you love canceling They're probably going to give it a season two. They're going to give it a season two and then a season three, and then they're going to cut it because that's when writers start making residuals off of it. Yeah. So, you know, they'll pay a Tim Burton a little more yet, I believe. They're they're saying it's the Stranger Things of goth shows. (laughs) (laughs) A show that I also despised after season one, so I... Does not bode well for this show. Yeah, this one you despised at season one. I know, it does not bode well. That's right. Stranger Things got one over I don't on you. Maybe, maybe season two will do pull the opposite of a Stranger Things on me, and then I'll watch season two and be like, wow, that show ruled school. Wow, it actually fucking whipped this time. I don't know what happened. <laughs> wow, this show ruled school. We have to do a <laughs> retrospective on the show uh, Wednesday. <laughs> God. Listen, if it comes back for a season two, I will revisit and then decide whether it is worthy of revisiting on podcast. I'm guessing not. Oh, uh, but... we will get so mad twice in a row. I <laughs> um, we should probably finish up the, the, the sign off. Oh, you mean we should Oh, we you should think stop? we should? Yeah, you think we should end the I'm, show? I... After I mentioned that, you know, you can get in touch with me about commissions, you know, over Discord or at Space Robot Art at gmail.com uh, yeah kind of i kind of think we should probably finish the sign off that we started it would be really crazy if we did that would be crazy yeah you think i should also mention that i'm on an upcoming uh uh audio drama details of on which should be forthcoming oh really you're gonna be on an upcoming audio drama of where you are voicing uh one of the characters and we're all very excited for this future project yeah, we're all so excited for it. Because we're, um, unlike Wednesday, supportive friends. <laughs> and, and pleasant to be around. Uh-huh. Uh, that would yeah, be crazy. You if, all if are pleasant to be around. On that beautiful information I mean, we got from you. Y'all are pleasant to be around. I pride myself on being unpleasant. Okay, Wednesday. <laughs> I know. I'm going to talk about serial killers or something. 
This is a true crime podcast now, and the true crime is the show. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do Ted Bundy's Pinterest uh, in, in our shared dorm room until I'm you s- puke. I'm sorry, that caused me psychic I can't damage. believe you get... Ga- yeah, it was... I can't believe you gaslit me by pretending to host uh, media review podcasts for like two fucking years. Yeah, we're the media. And then surprised me with the reveal that we're actually doing a true crime podcast. Hey, this was foreshadowed in the Jennifer's Body episode three episodes ago, so I don't know what you're talking about. What this has secretly been is I've been ramping up for us to cover um, the, the Ted Bundy Netflix documentary shows. Um, oh, oh whether, whether a documentary is queer baiting us. Yeah, and then <laughs> once that happens, I'll just keep. I can't even complete this. Yeah, I feel this is... gross. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be really crazy if we ended the show at this moment, right? That'd be crazy. That'd be really crazy. That would be pretty if wild. If we ended the show after announcing that we're now a true crime podcast. Mm. Unless. Yeah, fucked up note to leave the audience. <laughs> a on. really fucked up note. <laughs> but we would never do that. Mm. No. Of course not. Unless. We love our audience too much. <laughs> Unless. Unless. <laughs> Good night. Bye bye. <laughs>